0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another episode of 24, and we are into a big one. That is right, your giant penis of episodes, because we are up to episode 16 of season 4, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. This is the one that you all remember from season 4. Because we get to meet Logan, and that's all you remember it for. And we get to meet maybe the worst character in the history of 24. Maybe. But he's dead, so that's all that matters. Uh, first aired on the 4th of April, 2005. It was directed by Brian Spice, the story by Robert Cochran, the teleplay by Howard Gordon and Evan Katz. And there's plenty to talk about in this one. My name is Ben, and ha, <laughs> I'm no speechwriter. And my
1: name is Colin, and did you sleep with him while we were married?
0: Just want to point out that my line was better acting than the person who delivered that line in this uh, episode. (laughs) Um, Before we actually get into this episode, I want to do something a little bit different, because at least at the time of recording this, uh, we did get some actual sad news during the week, and I think it's important that we do touch on this, because it's airing a couple of weeks after this, so obviously it's a bit of time to digest and. It's This is a serious note too. Sad death that we've had of a main star of 24, uh, Annie Wershing, who obviously we're not up to talking about her yet in the show. She doesn't come into season seven. Of course, all 24 fans know her as Renee Walker. And tragic, you sent me this link. She's only 45 mm. and sadly died of cancer, which uh, I obviously must have been a pretty quick diagnosis and a, a quick death because... Judging on her social media presence, she seemed pretty okay for quite some time, and then, unless she was doing a Chadwick Bosewitz and Ch- Chadwick Boseman, Boswick. thank you, and was sort of hiding it. But um, I just wanted to touch on this quickly because terrible, sad, and I didn't believe it when you sent it to me.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm training for, oh, well, it's called a hypothermic half marathon, where you have to run a half marathon in freezing cold winter and i was like five kilometers in and i hit like the halfway point so i stopped for a second just to check my phone and jamie actually sent me the link so i'm looking and i couldn't believe it at first so i'm clicking to see is this valid and then i'm like okay i gotta send it to ben and my hands are freezing as i'm trying to send it to you but i'm like no, no no i'm not gonna wait until later i'm gonna send it now uh and and yeah like i i i couldn't believe it either because i she had just done the uh 24 that big 24 20 year reunion thing was it just uh last year, uh last year or whatever. Yeah. So well, yeah, year came, and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. But uh came out of nowhere. And um I'm I I didn't even realize she'd done anything other than 24. But the funny thing is, I'm seeing people posting about her death that I know never watched 24. So, you know, obviously uh it's it's had a bit more of an impact than I guess I expected, but uh Really sad because uh, I know you're not a fan of her character, not necessarily the actress. the actress gives it her all uh but I'm Renee's one of my favorite characters on twenty four so uh you know we'll we'll get there in a few years, but uh we've lost Logan we've lost Renee and who are you gonna take from us next Alberta we lost
0: uh we you, lost Alberta yeah, which yeah. I mean I think I kind of feel bad now in, in retrospect because I'm pretty sure we were recording twenty four when Gregory and died and we didn't really sort of take that opportunity to sort of do that and it's probably kind of a weirdly a poignant moment that we're talking about this in the first episode we get to see Gregory mm. Itsen. but it's just it's one of those things you're right like I I'm not a fan of the Renee character and I obviously realize we're a couple of seasons away from talking about her and we'll talk a lot about that when we get to her why I'm not a fan of her but yeah yeah I'm never disliked Annie in terms of her her acting ability I think she does give everything she does to the character she's not a bad actress she does what she can with the material I just think it's the character that has problems. And it's interesting you say that about everybody sort of reacting to this because the reason I sort of wanted to do this is that the majority of sort of the news stories I'm seeing, they they, they lead with 24, Star Trek, uh, the rookie actress, Annie Wershing passes away. But all the reactions I'm getting on these main news stories are from Star Trek alum or the rookie alum, you know, or I think she was mm-hmm. even on like the Vampire Diaries, things like that. I'm not seeing anybody sharing the reaction from the 24 cast. So I just wanted to kind of go over through these a few of these at the moment. I mean, the main one, Keith Sutherland uh, on Twitter, said, the world lost a light today. Uh, Wershing was one of the greatest actors I've ever had the pleasure of working with, and my friend. My heart breaks for her young family. May she be remembered for the beautiful person that she was. Uh, John Kassar on Twitter, we lost a beautiful soul today, a friend, an incredible talent, and best mum and wife. Annie Wershing, you left your mark and you will be missed. This is my favorite picture, a nice little picture of her from 24. And he went on to share a whole bunch like, of on-set photos, shared a story about her um sort of struggling on red carpets and he kind of helped her and then talked about how she went on to absolutely loving red carpets uh james morrison mr buchanan on this episode uh he put on instagram i didn't really know her that well we only worked together for what seemed like a minute and we only spoke a few times together but i loved her all the same you couldn't help but love her i've only met a few people like that in my life they're kind and rare And they leave an indelible impression. Such heart and soul and sorrowing spirit, my heart is broken for her beautiful boys. And I just want to add on that, Mary Lynn Radskip, who didn't put a post up, she commented on this post saying, Well said with a broken heart. Alicia Cuthbert posted uh, a lovely photo Mm. of her and um, Annie on set. And she wrote, Our time together will never be forgotten. My condolences go out to Annie Wershing's family and close friends. There's a GoFundMe link that I think the guy from Vampire Diaries set up, the non-Ian Summerholder guy, the other one, um, yeah. for a GoFundMe link. And Dennis Haysbert uh, said, Our 24 family is saddened by the news of Annie Wershing's passing. Such great talent to always be remembered by friends, family and peace. I think that one's particularly nice because obviously he never worked with her on 24. Yeah. He was uh, long gone from the show by the time she joined. So kind of like awesome. and And a weird sort of side one here, connection to another show we covered on the show, Third Watch. Uh, And a friend of the show, Ed Allen Bonero, one of the co-creators of Third Watch, he even tweeted out about it saying, heartbroken, the world is less bright today without Annie in it. rest with the angel, sweet friend. I just wanted to take that moment because I just felt weird that the media aren't really publishing these 24 actors um, reactions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay, maybe I'm a little bit biased. I don't watch Star Trek, Vampire Diaries, The Rookie. Maybe she's more of a prominent character on those shows. But I think most people would have heavily known her from 24, particularly because she was outside of, jack and and chloe in those last two seasons at least the main star
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's funny because when i was seeing things like star trek i'm like who's she on star trek and it's it's the most recent picard, series like right the picard yeah which i haven't seen the second season yet but i had to look up what her role was and it was the Borg queen which is like an enormous role i mean that's probably one of the most iconic villains in like the movies so she basically took over that role so as of last year she was on a huge tv series playing a very pivotal role uh so um, absolutely it just came out of nowhere uh, i don't know maybe this is like a chadwick boseman maybe she had no idea but uh um yeah it, it, you're right it is weird that you know all the stories are like 24 actress and yet you're not getting <laughs> those actors' reactions. So let's be the first. Let's just take yeah. the spotlight off of Annie here.
0: We're gonna we're gonna get the word out. <laughs> and the fact too that yeah, in forty-five. So she was obviously a lot younger on twenty-four. When she, I mean, she, I'm not, not. This isn't my way of saying she looks old. I just think she kind of came across as a more mature presence on 24. Yeah. So judging on her age, she was 32 when she was first on 24. So she's younger than I am now. Obviously, younger than you are as well. So like, that's strange. She definitely comes across as a lot more mm-hmm. mature of a person. And just seeing some of her other roles here. She was in The Last of Us video game, the the video game that the current TV show is based on. Uh, Apparently, she was in. That's that's what's getting all the media attention. (laughs) uh, Apparently, she was in Blue Bloods. Don't remember her in an episode of Blue Bloods. And actually, I think I might vaguely remember from it, and I I think you didn't like the show, but I liked the show. The Halle Berry Goran Viznich show Extent. Remember that that lasted a little bit? Um, She was in that. I think I actually vaguely remember her being in that. So, um, yeah, very sad. And uh, obviously, yeah, we wanted to give her a bit of a uh, a, a spotlight right now. Again, feel bad for mm-hmm. not doing that with Gregory in last year, but uh, we're about to let's about
1: do it now. And Gregory in oh, what, what a, a man! man. Well, we did
0: we did talk, in all fairness, talked a little bit about him over on 007 because he was in his last on screen role was basically as James Bond, as a different <laughs> type of James Bond in the other fellow, which I believe has just been released in Canada, Colin. Uh, so oh. check it out if you haven't seen it. But yes. Uh, Obviously, uh, rest in peace to Annie Wershing, and uh, it's going to make it, I feel, I don't want to be as mean on a character now in a couple of seasons' time, (laughs) (laughs) now that she's no longer with us, but uh, yes, there we go. But anyway, let's get into this episode, because fuck me, this is a good episode. Uh, (laughs) This is, I remember watching this live, I remember just being blown away, no pun intended by the closing of this episode, (laughs) just because it it is, as we said last week, it is one of those ones of, oh, they're not really going to do it. They're not really going to do it, and they do it. And definitely 24 at its best when it does this. But, I mean, even outside of the closing eight minutes, everything else about this episode is amazing. I think it kind of flows really well, and it connects really well. There's some great action in this. There's some great tension going on and kind of a real cat-and-mouse-style game with it. We get random in-office touching of Bill Buchanan and Michelle, which automatically (laughs) connects Tony to Seattle, Edgar's mum's dead, remember, so let's have a bit of a nice little moment between him and Chloe. And on top of that, we get maybe the worst character in the history of 24 to this very moment. But again, he gets killed off pretty quickly, so I'm not going to be as angry as I will be in a couple of seasons' time with Jack's nephew. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is an incredible episode.
1: Yeah, uh, we talked about it last week because I had seen this before uh, we had I recorded so. last week's episode. I'd seen this I, too. Had
0: you know had you watched a, 24 before?
1: <laughs> there was a bit of a scramble this morning where I'm like, did I watch the episode that we're about to cover? But yes, I definitely did. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's one of these I wasn't sure because the ending is so powerful that sometimes you know you, you get caught up in, oh, that's such a great ending. Is the rest of the episode so good? So I'm glad that we've had a bit of a time here uh before we cover this because i can look back on the rest and be like yeah the rest of the episode is that good um and i think we're gonna agree on which character is really oh bad here God. uh which is <laughs> and i i'm pretty
0: sure i even said we're talking about keeler's son right oh fuck yes okay. um shoot <laughs> me now luckily kevin does get shot down oh. like fuck off kevin <laughs>
1: Because like, uh, what, what the criticism I had for this episode at the end of last week was saying, you know, there's something about this episode that really doesn't work, but then it does work in the long run, so I'm okay with it. And th- he is the problem. I think it's, it's not just the fact that he dies in the end. It's like th- the way that this is built, you could not care less. It is like beyond caring less. And then there's one moment you're like, okay, I see why they wanted to try to make us care. So I'll give it a bit of a free pass.
0: I think it's one of these ones that in hindsight when you watch this now, knowing what happens, it's so obvious that something is going to happen to Killer in this episode because it's like, hey, yeah. everyone, did you know he has a son? Let's <laughs> randomly bring him in. Now, I just want to check one thing quickly here. So the actor who plays him, Chris Olivero, is not dead. Um, Terrible fucking actor. And uh, not only is his character just shoehorned in, but, like, seriously, this kid... Like, he's a good-looking guy, and I guarantee you he's gotten by on life based on his looks because this kid cannot act. Like, that oh. is half the issue with this kid. Like, literally, his line of, ha, 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 I'm no speechwriter. And then it's like, like, killer is a great president, and this is his last episode we ever see him in, and spoiler alert, he doesn't die, but that's sort of uh, passed on in reference, I think, in the extended universe. It's never really mentioned outside of him being in a coma, yeah. I think, that you find out next week. Um, the the like, why the fuck is he asking his stupid kid to come and help me with a speech? Ugh. I'm just getting this bit out of the way because I think most of this episode we can kind of go chronologically. To be completely honest with you, but um, I just want to get this shit out of the way because, like, what the fuck? Like, oh, like. This is a heavy day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Get my son in here. And it's like, no, this speech isn't good enough. What do I hire you Harvard law experts to write the president's speech? I'm going to get my 17-year-old kid who, for some reason, is on this fucking plane and hanging out with the press corps. Kevin, what do you want? <laughs> the truth. Okay, well, the truth is this. What do you think? I don't know. Can you help me? Okay. No, no, actually, <laughs> because he asked him for his help. And then the son turns around and says, Maybe I can help you, Dad. That's why you were called in there, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I
1: have an idea. What if I help you write the speech? And then at the end,
0: Dad, I'm scared. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm seeing here that he has been in CSI Miami, NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS, Movie Stars, Boston Public, and Kyle XY, so all the esteemed shows. Um, And I'm also seeing here there's a link to his Twitter page. He has 1,244 followers and has not tweeted since 2013, to which he last said, and I'll read this in the way he acts, thank you to all the awesome people who wish me a happy birthday. For those who didn't, you will never be forgiven. Fuck you, Christopher Olivero. Learn to act. Um, Anything else to add on Kevin? Rip? No, actually not rip. Fucking die already. Burned to death (laughs) in Air Force One.
1: He's going to be dead next week. Careful.
0: Um, he, the, the character, yeah. not the actor.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk
1: about, I guess, this final scene separately. But uh, wow, this is when, when you were pumping up how, how great this episode was. And then I watched it. I'm like, man, well, am, am I missing something here? <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that you don't like this guy because he is next level bad. Uh, and when you go on to IMDb, like, here's the thing. I actually think that this, having not seen anything else he was in, I saw Boston Public, but I couldn't tell you which kid he was on in that because 90% kids on that. But uh, every picture on IMDb, you're just like, man, I want to punch this guy in the face like hard.
0: <laughs> really? I and mean, even these pictures and on so Twitter, I look he what... looks like a stun like mullet. And, he's just like, and you <laughs> Google image him, he looks like a criminal.
1: I, I, I want to go back and watch this episode now and just be like, oh, this is Chris Olivero at his best. And I haven't seen anything else he's done.
0: I do love when, uh, you know how you've got the information panel on Google, right? So you type in Chris Olivero and then it's got like about, he stars this, he does that. Then it's got a little panel where it says profiles. You can click on Facebook and you can click on Instagram. If I click on Instagram, it takes me to some woman, uh, some like young girl <laughs> with like- He became a young girl. Big lift That's where he went. Children. So, um- Yep, there we go. But I just wanted to get the bashing of this kid over and done with, because I'm sorry, he's shit, it's terrible, and it takes away from an amazing episode. But uh, that's all I want to say. The other thing I just wanted to add on Keela, because I guess really like with Keela, we, um, I mean, I know I said I'm going to do this chronologically, but I think with the Keela stuff, we can kind of just lump it in pretty quickly. He's basically, I love the beginning of the episode when it's kind of like he's on the Skype to Michelle, which again, uh, this is 2005, and they've got Skype working on Air Force One, like 10,000 000- <laughs> Uh, you know, meters above sea level working perfectly. And he's concerned that he wants to land to address the fucking nation, mate, just go on Skype right now. You got better high definition cameras than Fox news do at that point. And I literally like, what's the update? And Michelle's like, this is what happened. Barouz never mentioned his name again, got away. And we've now got Jack on, on the town. I love the president's re- response. I want Marwan, and I want him found now. And I, I, I just want Michelle to be like, Fuck! That's what we should have been doing for the last seventeen <laughs> hours. Thin shit. Thank you, President Killer. You're so here, so good. And I also love his reaction of, "I'm going to be getting on the ground, and we're going to be. Uh, I want to be dressing the nation before the eleven o'clock news, sir. I think you should do it from Air Force And I've been on this plane for twenty hours. It's like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure fuel lasts that long on a seven four seven. I've notified. Uh, no, I will notify the press corps so they can let their teams know to be ready. This is. Ten o five, you want to address the nation before the eleven o'clock news. As a journalist, you are not giving much time. Okay? Like if you are reporting this out report to news outlets at Palm Springs, which is where you're about to fucking land, by the way, holiday for President Keeler, they're not gonna be able to get on the highway to Los Angeles in time for this in two thousand and five with very limited internet. So, um, just uh, uh journalism facts there you go for ben waterworth <laughs> i want to poke an even bigger hole in that i want to address the nation
1: for the 11 o'clock news you're addressing one coast for the 11 o'clock news because the majority of the country is in bed and asleep it's 2 a.m on the east coast good point. 2
0: a.m yeah <laughs> exactly and even further like if you i mean if you're in alaska and hawaii it's like back in earlier in the day man chicago freaking I can't imagine
1: people in wyoming waking
0: up the next morning saying, well, it was nice of them to include us. Exactly. You know, like what about the 2 a.m. news? Like the city that ever sleeps, New York. Well, they're awake, clearly. But, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm sure downtown Boston are asleep, you know. Uh, North Carolina, they're all in bed in, you know, places like that. Charlotte, they're all tucked up in bed, asleep. They like their sleep in Charlotte. So, yeah. 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 Rude. He meant tomorrow. President. He
1: actually meant tomorrow.
0: You deserve to get blown up, President Keeler, not thinking about the rest <laughs> of the nation. Rest in peace. Well, he's not dead. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> Take your son with you. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. And don't bring in the old oh, boo-hoo, my wife died. Come here, Kevin. Like, <laughs> like in all seriousness, as much as I hate this character, but, like, are we meant to, like, be sympathetic? We don't know this guy exists. We had a whole season on yeah. Keith and Nicole, when this- they got forgotten about. At least we cared about it for a whole season, you know? Like Martha I, I, next season, we care about her of- in one episode. We meet her for two seconds straight. I'm like, God, I'm on board with her. Absolutely. But then fucking die, Kevin, die.
1: I, I, I was critical about Mason's son being included at the last minute. Like, I, it, I care for him the more. The difference is, well, yeah, and the, the, here's the difference. When they bring Mason's son in, they're bringing him with a purpose thing. we know Mason's going to die, bring me his son. This guy just randomly appears and they have no clue what's about to go down. They're literally just talking about, so how was basketball practice the other day? <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to make the team? Oh, that's good. Hey, is Cindy still into you? Yeah. Oh, sounds good. I mean, that's a good looking girl there. Uh, oh, by the way, I need a new speechwriter. How has your high school writing
0: class been going? Because I think you're the man for the job. And why are they just, like, standing in this boardroom at the end when the plane blows up? Like, where's Secret Service, like, trying to, like, cower him? Like, it's a miracle that Killer survives here because he's just, like, when you see the fireball go off, and I know we're jumping ahead here, it's an epic scene, but, like, you usually just see them staring at each other, like, Shit Secret Service on this fucking plane. Like get I've a seen Air Force One. On the I've seen Air Force One. Where's the freaking like escape capsule thing that Harrison Ford's yeah. hanging up like on the thing? Yeah, but you're right, go back to it. get a seatbelt. Where's the brace position? <laughs> I've caught enough planes and no one pays yeah. attention to Jenny and Frank, the flight attendants on Delta and United and Air Canada. We're just going, oh yeah, we get it. Cool. If we crash, cool, yeah, do the brace. <laughs> Fucking, if Kevin had done the brace position, he'd be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid shithead. President Keeler did the brace position, didn't he? That's why he's alive. <laughs> Good for President Keeler. <laughs> let's, yeah,
1: let's hope. Uh, do, you, do you want to talk about the mystery around Keeler, whether he's alive or not? Did that even come into your head? Because uh, from this point on, from what I remember, they still mentioned him and everything. So I think my assumption was oh, they're going to bring them back in season five. Yeah. And, and it really wasn't until season five started and you're like, all right, what happened to Keeler? Like, were people questioning
0: this throughout season four? No, they, they were. And I think, I think, I mean, we're kind of jumping here, but we we'll may as well get onto this now. I think I, the issue with it comes from the fact that everybody just jumped on loving Logan. And this mm-hmm. is what we're going to get in the coming weeks because I think you and I have both admitted to this. I think the best Logan we get is season four Logan. Um, and that's a controversial statement given on what we get in the future. But I think that it just got to a point where even I remember watching this, you know, kind of not really, Oh yeah, Keela, what happened to him? And I think that was more of a mid like in between seasons. And I I think it's like, Oh, it's, I, I don't know if it's mentioned in like a newspaper article on a different season or it's like in one of the extended universe things, but he does survive. Like he doesn't die. It's um. It was on the
1: eleven o'clock news. It was on the
0: eleven o'clock news. It's um. Uh, spoiler alert! It's Wayne Palmer who kind of gets killed off in a newspaper article, but um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think the thing with Keeler, though, like, you know, you and I have both said, I think in all hindsight, he is the best president in terms of being presidential and doing his mm-hmm. job correctly, but he arguably is the most forgettable president in twenty four, and I yeah. think the issue is is that. I don't know if the writers ever really intended to make him into a big deal. Maybe they kind of, after Palmer, they were like, look, we kind of brought him in as his sort of rival to him in season three, but then kind of we've brought him in enough to just kind of be there. And maybe they just didn't have enough to work with him and the actor. Um, So yeah, because like, this is the only season, uh, season, 8 we don't no president she's still the president in season 8 is it season 9 we don't see the president or no see it's um it's legacy no we see the pres- president hellos president season 9 it's yeah. um it's legacy we never see the president and so, so it's season 1 and legacy that we never see the president they're the only seasons so i think we just don't get a connection with keela which is a shame because mm-hmm. and this is why this is all tacked on with fucking kevin because we've got no time to get to know this guy We've had no time yeah. outside of his, you know, Sherry dropping into H- HQ last, season, Which I mean, he seemed decent then. Like there could have been stuff they'd done with him, but I don't know. It's 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 fascinating they didn't, and you just don't care enough. But he doesn't die. He's he, you just don't really hear from him again after a couple of weeks when Logan's so amazing. Yeah, there's no personal connection to him because all the other presidents we get in twenty
1: four, there is their own Palmer drama going on around them yeah and and maybe that's one of the reasons why we're more critical of them as presidents too because we're seeing all the, the the nasty stuff that has nothing to do with the meme there's probably a bunch of things keeler's probably i don't know like you know uh sniffing coke in the, the air force <laughs> one bathroom or something like that and that's <laughs> he's that's his side plot yeah exactly he's getting uh he's getting turns uh <laughs> kevin's not his son kevin's his intern do they ever say he's his son in the episode well, maybe this is his intern i don't know say, get my but, son uh, in here yeah because we, we don't well a pet name for him, for all we know. <laughs> We're creating our own Palmer drama around him now. Uh, but uh, the closest you get to a personal story with him is Kevin, which, really, in all fairness, it is bad and good because, in the end, as annoyed as I was with him in this episode, the final moment, even though you could care less about Kevin, the final moment from Keeler where he realizes he's going to die and he's just going to hug his intern here. Uh, you know, that is a really nice scene because it does make you feel a little bit for what's about to happen. It adds some of the drama to the Air Force One attack here. So bad character, I guess the payoff is decent at
0: least. It's interesting here just quickly in terms of some of the trivia here. And again, I know we're sort of jumping it here. We haven't got to the explosion yet. But um, one fun fact I like here, apparently Powers Booth was actually originally considered for this role. But of course, Powers Booth went on to oh. play the vice president slash president later on um so he apparently wasn't available this is why jeff pearson uh, got to play this role but i love the contradictory statements here from both howard gordon and john kazar so john kazar claimed that killer was dead despite that little was shown but then howard gordon on 24 inside said that john killer was not dead but convalescing in a home in maryland according to gordon the decision to leave killer's fate unclear was a result of a mandate from fox forbidding the writers from outright killing a sitting president on screen. Hence probably the Wayne Palmer bullshit that we get in a couple of seasons. But I love here yeah. they said the mandate apparently did not apply to the killing of President Omar Hassan. Spoiler alert. Um, so he was a president of a foreign nation. But, um, yeah, I like that. I t- this is one of two occasions that we get a president – Basically, um, oh, are they dead, or are they not dead? Oh, we'll never know again. Moving on to the Vice President in twenty four at least this one, it's sort of he's alive. Whereas with President <laughs> other Palmer, let's not get started on the shittiness that they just kind of like, handle his ending
1: like like I understand that mandate to a certain extent because if you're going to be especially in within a few years removed from nine eleven, if you're going to be doing stuff like this on TV, there's certain things which are going to be a little bit too sensitive, but it is hilarious that uh, there is probably the pitch meeting here to the Fox execs where they're like, all right, so we're going to have Air Force One attack. All right, good. All right, we're going to have a child die in the middle of the explosion, the, the sun. All right, kid killing kids. We're all for it. And the president will die. No, not our president. Kill the kid. Blow up Air Force One.
0: Not our president. And let's just point out, this is Fox in the noughties, all right? Fox in the 2020s, dead. Especially if it was uh, Palmer, (laughs) uh, dead. Yeah. Just kill him. Kill him. Why is he still alive? Kill him. The the man's black. He can't even be president. What what party is he, Democrat? Kill him. Uh, (laughs) Republican. Well, he's always president. The votes were rigged. Yeah. (laughs) Kill that, but he's not really president, uh, Palmer. He was the, the election was rigged. Clearly. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> is he Democrat? Oh, rigged. Yeah, rigged. Voter fraud. Not not real presidents. Kill him. He's, he's dead. <laughs> dead as a dodo. Um, so anyway. Um, so CTU, the oh maybe I will just go around the storylines. Whatever. We're we're doing this anyway. Uh we can we can get these off pretty quickly. Ooh, that sounds a bit naughty. Um CTU, the drama going around there basically is Bill's fucking Michelle. Tony finds out about it in Seattle. Did you sleep with him while you're in Seattle? We were still married then, legally. I get what you're feeling there, people. Um, and, <laughs> and clearly, she has been fucking him because she won't answer the question. Uh, Tony's all like, "Girl," and Bill's all like, "Touchy feely" with Michelle. Like, I love Bill gets a bit snappy. I'm sorry if I snapped. Like you did snap bill but uh again i'm not like i think you mentioned like we kind of meant to start hating on bill i still don't like it's like it's it's weird i know in hindsight yeah. we're going to love this guy but like i mean even looking back on this like he's not really hateable he's just still nice um mm-hmm. nice little mo- although i was kind of like oh, i remember edgar's mother it's kind of a nice little moment between him and chloe and just kind of uh you know he fucks up with the raw with the row major and the column major. And I love Michelle's, like, so basically Edgar's, like, getting facial recognition, so I'm docking into to Michelle because Michelle's getting shitty because she's getting yelled at by her two lovers. And then basically Edgar burns the CD again in two seconds. Let's get back to the CDRs, hands it off. Chloe's all like, no, Edgar, what are you doing? So then Chloe's like, oh, oopsie, I'm, I fucked up. I did it in row major, not column major. I love Michelle's reaction. Why would you do that, Chloe? <laughs> Like we've got a terrorist on the loose out there about to steal a stealth bomber and all this kind of stuff. And she's more concerned about row major and column major. Like Jesus Christ. bigger uh, office drama in CTU. Um, and is that really it for CTU? Um,
1: uh, I, I'm trying to think here. Outside of Bill. the stuff that directly
0: ties in with, well, the,
1: I guess Paul would be separate.
0: Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, let's lump let Paul in there. So, I mean, kind yeah. of, uh, Paul's out of surgery. <laughs> I can love this doctor. I've never watched Kim Raver and Grey's Anatomy because I would rather stick things in my asshole. But like, I honestly <laughs> like can't even imagine that the medical science in Grey's Anatomy is any worse than this. I, I love it. Audrey's like, how's he doing? Well, he's out of surgery but he's paralyzed from the waist down. So straight away, Audrey's like, damn, well, he's got a little dick anyway, so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> to which he's like, do you think he can recover? It's very early to say, but who knows over the coming months, if you, if you have a good friend support group, he may <sighs> get better. To which he's like, but the outlook's not good. It doesn't look promising, but I'm can be like, again, you've literally opened this guy up two hours ago He's not moving his legs. And you're basically saying, yeah, no, nah, he's fucked. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. But even a doctor would be like, dude, it's been two hours. Right now he can't move his legs. But that could be anything from swelling to stress to shock. <laughs> we really can't tell until the swelling goes. Like, laziness. I'm a- laziness. Uh, and then Paul's just sitting up in bed going, hey, look at your man. He's not going to give <laughs> up. I got my girl back. Uh, and, and Audrey's all like, "Oh, I love a man who's paralyzed." So, like, it's just—I tell you one thing: like, uh, they need to get the doctors in the world of Twenty Four over to ER and Grey's Anatomy stat, because fuck, that show Stats. would be—that show would be half the time because they're so good in this show and doctors aren't they? Because Paul's awake, he's like, "Hey, baby, you doing <laughs> sup, Audrey? Are <laughs> you scared? What up?" <laughs> Anyway, CTU, Jack and Audrey. Kim Raven does a good job here, though. I'll just say that.
1: I, I just want Paul to do a magic trick. It's like, I was shot once, right? Well, look, woo, now it's two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know where the bullet is? I don't either. <laughs> do you want to come looking for it? Can't feel anything down there. You know how you always wanted to peg me? Well, I can't
1: feel it. Oh, don't, don't bring that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get your strap on.
1: <laughs> Um, I I don't know whether you're going to talk about this later, but I mean it's hardly worth mentioning. But uh when Jack's on the phone with Chloe, and he's like, "Chloe,
0: oh, that's <laughs> but, because actually that's a bit of a weirdness because like they're clearly doing that for like a nice little moment between Jack and Chloe. But Chloe, like everybody, always answers the phones like CTU O'Brien, CTU Style, CTU yeah. Tesla. Why does Chloe go CTU Op and uh, no, CTU Comms?
1: <laughs> like because they wanted to build the anticipation, which is even weirder because we get that Jack reaction, Chloe, and you think they're going to have a so good to hear from you. Essentially, yeah, yeah, I'm back. All right, what do you want me to do? Okay, uh-huh.
0: so Marwan Jack <laughs> has a nice, moved Jack on. has a nice little smile though. Like he has a kind of little. Smile. <laughs> like, oh, Chloe's back. My girl's back. Chloe, how you doing? Oh, I'll
1: wait till I tell you the things that Edgar's screwed up since you've been gone. <laughs> oh, the pile on his desk. He had, owlies. what's her name? Maggie doing all his work. Meg. Meg, Meg, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, the the Edgar and way i mean they this is like probably similar to michelle and tony they just figured these actors work really well together let's write something for them and it has to be the same because i doubt that they planned from the beginning we want edgar and chloe to have this rivalry and then the rivalry is going to turn into like a brother and sister thing and even when they're looking out for each other they're still going to be bickering it's just, everything about them works and i mean it's it's going to be great going forward even into the next season but uh uh, no matter what you give them, it's going to be great. I mean, they could be playing Go Fish and they're <laughs> going to figure out a way to make it uh, Damn McCoy, make it, Colby! I said haven't got any fives. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the Michelle-Bill thing, like, this is what one of the things I remembered most fondly from the season because you are supposed to hate Bill because he's coming in and uh, we are married and all that. But he is such a good actor that, like, immediately, I, I remember watching this the first time and being like, man, I'm loving this soap opera storyline because like, I don't necessarily hate this guy. And in a way, I almost hope that they do make it like a Bill and Michelle thing, like the little hand touch and stuff like that. Are you all right?
0: The <laughs> like Qui-Gon and Shmi, you know, are you going to be all right? <laughs> uh, and, and Bill rings they, up Michelle. They, hey, Michelle, see you soon. <laughs> well, there's, there's another Star Wars moment here with Paul. Where they're saying it's
1: like, it's gonna depend on his attitude, his emotional support. I just want him to be like, he, we don't understand it, but
0: he's lost the will to live.
1: <laughs> you mean he's dying of a broken heart? <laughs> this
0: this bullets a, what two doing bullets basically two bullets against a vertebrae. <laughs> uh,
1: but also when when I think it's I think there's a part here where Jack finds out uh about uh Paul, Paul's gonna be okay. I just want Jack to be like, really? I'll oh, accept that as a challenge. Expect <laughs> <laughs> me back there in about an hour. He's just like, damn
0: it, it didn't work. I mean, oh, Audrey, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you can talk about that scene too, I guess, with Jack on the phone to Audrey. It's a nice little, nice little line.
1: Yeah, well, because they, they finally are actually getting to the whole thing about you know, the Jack and Audrey relationship and everything that's happened with Paul and everything. And you, you're seeing Jack on the fence here too. Like every time he's talking to Audrey, and I'm assuming it's going to be the same for the rest of the episodes here. He, he's like a man on life support. He's like, I screwed this up big. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to really do some groveling. You know, I just want there to be a scene where there's like a guy showing up with flowers and it, here's for you, my baby. La la, la, la. It's got like a, the singing boom, boom uh, flower delivery thing. Above, above, yeah, exactly. <laughs> say anything in your eyes. <laughs> but like, it's, it's the little subtle things they do. Cause, you you don't really look at this season and be like oh there's this one great scene it's all these little things like just Jack Kiefer's performance of being like a guy who realizes he's about to lose his girlfriend uh and he's doing groveling and she's not giving anything away to him she's not like Jack I'm really angry she's like yeah all right okay yeah I know you're sorry all right yeah we'll talk about it later uh but both of these soap opera storylines there's something about them that click and it has to be the actors, because as much as you want to hate Paul, you feel for Paul. As much as you want to hate Bill, you like Bill. And uh, the 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 most subtle thing in this episode that really works, and it, I don't know whether this was a direction thing or if this was in the script or if it was just the actors, is there's a point during one of the briefings where Bill is asking a question and Tony answers the question. And Bill just looks to Michelle like... Do you agree? Like, basically, oh, this guy's answering me. Well, I'm going to put him in his place and looks to Michelle like, hey, you're not the one calling the shots here. Little things like that is what makes this all work. So, I mean, soap opera stuff works in season four, and yet it doesn't come off as soap opera the way that it did in the first three seasons.
0: And yet when we get to season six and we get even more soap opera, it's considerably worse because the actors can't hold it up even james cromwell can't hold it up so this is
1: like i'm gonna put it out there 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 are seasons coming up where you're gonna have more established actors doing more dramatic stuff but this might be the best performance of a cast you know how like the screen actors guild will have like best ensemble best ensemble because the material they have to work with here isn't necessarily that good it's
0: what they do with it that's so impressive I would agree except for next season where I think they did win the SAG actual cast because. But better material is what
1: I'm saying in that season. What they have to work with here is what's so impressive.
0: True. I think that actually the the one, there's another a real soap opera stuff next season with Martha and Charles. And I think like what I absolutely love, and I remember writing it down in my uh, article about it, is this Gene Smart is just so fucking good. Like I, like looking ahead to the Martha storyline, I want to hate it. Like it's so bad when you just put it on paper, but it's just so amazing. Cause it's, Jean it's smart. except when she kills someone, that's a bit silly, but um, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> right, the first lady kills someone. That's okay. Um, But yeah, it's, it's as long as it's a child. She can't kill the president. Exactly. Fox mandate. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a Democrat. Um, <laughs> so <And> hopefully black. <laughs> well, no, they're white. Yeah. That's a shame. But um, yeah, no, I I agree with everything you say there. I think that um, that perfectly does sum it up. Good job, Colin. Ten points, Gryffindor. Um, Thank you. I don't know why I said ten points, Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> apparently, Harry Potter just all of a sudden popped into my mind. Um, I really think now it's just it's all Jack stuff, isn't it? I, although it's kind of separated, there's kind of three key Jack moments. I mean I guess the before, pilot guy I mean but he's kind of lumped in with the Jack stuff That's it? including the Jack the stuff Mar- or Mar- I just want to say I guess. Well I just want to say before we get into the
1: Jack stuff the the deleted scenes which I mentioned earlier Oh yes this episode, Colin
0: doing right? homework please
1: Yeah so there uh, there were two deleted scenes I had to rewatch this to catch cuz the DVD menus are so bizarre to watch deleted scenes you blink and you miss it but uh uh the the episode basically opens with Curtis driving after Beirut. Searching so he's in his this episode
0: because he's not in yeah. this episode unless he's in the deleted racist, it, racist, editors the, the,
1: <laughs> the reason that he's not in this episode is because his search for Beirut is really bad. It is two scenes where you're like, I understand why they deleted this. <laughs> uh, it's basically him on the phone saying, listen, I feel responsible. I'm going to go after Beirut. You know, uh, I want, I want somebody to open a socket on this <laughs> and then get me a location. And then you don't hear from him again until like near the end of the episode. Where there's like a warehouse, and they're basically getting ready to execute Beirut's, and like it's a very elaborate thing. Like they got like you know uh, a bunch of henchmen there, and they're they're about to kill. Please, I don't want to die. Another Beirut's line, and then Roger Cross comes in, bang, 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 and he gets Beirut's, and he's like, "Where's my mother? Your mother's dead, but you promised you would save her." Well, things happen, and the scene ends like that's it, and that was supposed to be the end of Beirut. So, but he I knows mean, if his mom's
0: had- dead. The terrorist told him last week. Yeah, well. <laughs> Well, no, I don't, I don't think that, did they say absolutely she was dead? Well, cause she goes like, when he's, when he's getting his like chip removed, he's like, I want to speak to his mother. The terrorist is like, your mother is
1: dead. Mm. Well, I, maybe he's wanting confirmation or it could be because, uh, uh, what I was saying last week, Roger Cross was on the commentary and they were talking about the deleted scene I'm saying, on I do commentary.
0: Remember if... I am talking <laughs> over <laughs> this the is a commentary.
1: <laughs> I am joined by the director.
0: <laughs> he tells but, us uh... what to do. <laughs>
1: But they were saying that, that that scene, it wasn't like it was shot because they they shoot two episodes at a time, basically for budget reasons. They'll shoot back-to-back episodes, like episodes 14 and 15 or 15 and 16 or whatever are shot by the same crew so that they can lump, lump the same cast in whenever possible. So it was like shot. We might include this on episode 15. We might include it on episode 16. So it's possible it's one of these things where they're like, okay, we we decided not to include this deleted scene in either episode, so let's have a line about the, the terrorist killing or whatever. But it's just bizarre the way that, like, he, oh, I need to find him, and then he suddenly finds him out of nowhere, and then there's the scene where it, it kind of ends on a downer, and it's not even like they intended for the end of Beirut, so maybe they didn't. Mm. have plans for maybe they did have plans but uh, we might as well just talk now the only other appearance of Beiruz, i had to go online to find it's like i'm not going to watch every episode to find the deleted scene his actual appearance that they uh, eventually said we need to wrap up the beiru's thing was in the finale where they show him being walked into ctu and this one's even worse because chloe and edgar are like talking or something and they're just like oh is that beiru's we found him yeah, he was in a shipping container. They were about to send him back to Yemen or whatever. In a shipping uh, crate.
0: Get in the yeah, shipping exactly. crate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but it's again like just so abruptly, and it's like, oh Beirut, they found him. Yeah, they found him in a shipping container. He's all right. And that was supposed to be it. Like he was it was walking in the background. So they clearly wanted to tell the audience "Beirut is alive but had no good ideas and ended up getting deleted <laughs> time and time again throughout the season. I just had this
0: image of Jack coming back to CTU at the end of this season and he's like looking for Beirut. Have you checked the floor yet? Have you checked the floor yet? And he's running through the doors. Beirut! And then he's like dead on the floor with a bleeding stomach and he's hugging he's hugging Beirut. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there's like a flashback to Jack with him in the hotel room. Oh god funny times Terry's death I Hilarious. just
1: I just want they they clearly were dedicated they wanted Jonathan Adut to come back and who All doesn't right, we this episode <laughs> but I want him in future seasons you know Wayne Palmer. Instead of the newspaper thing, like have the newspaper thing, but have it be Jonathan Dude holding up and saying, "You just got Beirut," <laughs> and that's just his cameo every time. There's a mysterious
0: character. What's their fate? You got Bay roost. I think that's just the name of a Fox spinoff from the yeah, creators you got of Twenty Four. <laughs> And 24 Legacy, he's been the one character 24 fans have been wondering where he's been now for more than 20 years. And now finally, in his big return, Jonathan Dude in his starring role, and he holds up the paper, You Got Beirut! I'm Jonathan Dude, and this week on You Got Beirut.
1: <laughs> it's, it's basically be going to be like punked. Like you'll have Wayne Palmer where he sees it and he's like, This is your fate. You got Beyrus. And he's like, oh, I can't believe I had no idea that I was getting Beyrus. Oh, this is great.
0: Before he was James Bond, he played an American agent in Tomb Raider who just disappeared. (laughs) Daniel Craig was (laughs) Beyrus. Before he became Hollywood's number seven funny guy and also fat, Vince Vaughn was in the Lost World Jurassic Park and just disappeared because he got (laughs) Beyrus.
1: Ian McDermott just got (laughs) Beirut somehow.
0: (laughs) Somehow Ian McDermott is on this show. (laughs) Somehow. You remember him as one of the best Ozlets in the Oz Network slash Survivor Oz, but where is James Pickering? He got (laughs) 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 Beirut. Wow. We have too much time on our hands. I can see why they cut that. That does sound pretty yeah. shit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, but I'd like to get Beirused. Um, maybe I have. I did from some people's lives. Most people's lives, anyway, let's be honest. Um, one thing, actually, before we get to Jack's up there, uh, as good as this episode is, it's got some, like, and as good as the acting is, there are some things that really don't make sense. So um, I guess Marwan, he he escapes, he blows up the building, um, he gets in a van, he calls up the pilot, because cell phone reception and stealth planes is just fine. Um, oh, and he's just like, great. Hey, uh, Captain Morrison, how you doing? Um, got the plane Call back to kill the president. Sweet. So slight problem. Uh, hard drive. Um, uh, mm-hmm. guy from, um, uh, Bowfinger. Uh, he hit it. Do you know where it is? No. Oh, that's a shame. All right. Good luck killing the president. Bye. Um, so the, the captain guy steals a plane and takes him about 10 minutes to take off down the runway. Yet in that same time that CTU barely knew the location of Marwan's hideout, they can set charges on the doors, get an entire attack team ready to blow up the door. So pretty, pretty credible. I also love the moment when Jack does ring Chloe and they realize each other. Oh yeah, dear, how are you going? Cool. Great. Awesome. And then Jack's like, so, um, is Audrey there? And Chloe's like, mm, I think so. And to which Jack is like, can you put her on, on the phone? And she's like, okay. And just dials a number. You said I think so. Like shouldn't you be like, "Oh, just, I'll just I'll check in Comms. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while." But you're like, "I think so." Oh, yep. Darwin, Audrey, Jack. Bye.
1: How about like, "I've been back for an hour. I don't know which number she's at." Yeah, Audrey. Which one was that? <laughs> which
0: which one is Audrey? <laughs> yeah, is that Meg? Um down in uh Dick 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 command. Disc <laughs> command. Um No, 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 Jack, Jack. Her name was Terry, and we talked about this. She's gone. Well, Terry appears in this episode. We'll get to that in a moment. (laughs) But uh, do you have anything to add on, um, Marwan? Actually, the one bit I, which, I mean, it's kind of going to tie now into the action scene. The one bit I fucking love from uh, Marwan here is kind of when he realizes that the compound is about to be raided. The junction box look, right? And he looks, he puts the phone down and then he kind of looks around and everyone goes, ah, fuck you all. And he just like runs <laughs> up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So fucking good. Yeah, I wrote
1: that down as one of my favorite moments in the episode. Just that look that Arnold Vosloo has when he sees the junction box or whatever. Um, I mean, not much else to Adam or whatever, I guess, including the Anderson stuff. Uh, I, I did also note the uh, very long seven minute taxi for the stealth jet, where <laughs> there are no other planes <laughs> except for the stealth jet. And also, I can't wait to get to the fact that he's allowed to bring his cell phone and patch it into his his stealth jet communicator.
0: But but the the thing that's dumb about it is, right, it's not like he's just sitting in on the comm. He's got like a freaking proper hands-free kit. And he's still like, did he just go to Radio Shack? Like, yeah, hi, I'm looking for a hands-free device for an F-111 stealth finder. (laughs) Oh, I think they're at the back um like... what, is,
1: what other calls did we get on deleted scenes or during what what other calls were Beirut's in this episode it's like you have a suspicious package at the border <laughs>
0: click two to claim it i think i think are you tired of paying too much for your long distance charges i think Beirut's is in the back of that van going like hello this is uh at&t customer <laughs> care do you have a just kidding you got Beirut. <laughs> oh lord um yeah we've talked about that with jack and the helicopters just on the fucking phone like god she'll be like audrey can you hear me but he's just like hey audrey how you doing um and again this is 2005 cell reception um they've only just put wi-fi on planes so i can whatsapp people halfway across the pacific and even then it barely works
1: did he call forward? Like, I really want to know how this is working. Is it call forward? Does he have, like, some aux cable that he's
0: plugged into his headset? I mean, the logic of this episode literally is, yes. Yeah, so he's stolen a stealth fighter and we don't know where he is. However, we've found a way to backdoor into his plane. So, Jack, you can deliver a pretty powerful speech that he will ignore. So, um, good for him. Um, but, yeah, I, it's kind of interesting with Jackson because, This episode actually kind of does feel disjointed if you think about it, but it just, it works because like really the first Jack stuff is I'm Jack Bauer gonna invade the compound. And again, they set it up like within 10 seconds. Great. But it's an amazing action scene. Like I love the kind of the pew, pew, pew going around killing all these terrorists and he saves your Canadian hero basically by landing on top of him. The the explosion goes off. Um, Great music as well. Sean Callery's score in this episode is epic. But basically, Marwan's destroyed his hard drives. Um, he gets the last uh, terrorist guy here, and he's basically just like, there is another within <laughs> the hour. <sighs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. movie's got a movie, TV show's got a TV show. It's got to be good for dramatic effect. Like, the day I inevitably become a terrorist, if I'm getting captured by like the fucking FBI and I'm on my deathbed and like, you've got three seconds to you die, tell us a plan. I'm like, no, fuck, I'm dying for a cause, Bye. Like, bring me my virgins. Like, uh, you know, like, why do they always give up pussies? Stupid terrorists. Um, <laughs> but you're Kevin fucking dying. Daddy, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for these terrorists, not for fucking Kevin. Um, yeah. Shut up, Kevin. Um, <laughs> and as a friendly reminder, props to Brendan Fraser. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring, brings brings in there for uh you know uh shut up kevin automatically brings to, to what a man what a what a brendan fraser man just everyone take a spare moment of your day to think about brendan fraser and then in the coming weeks he will be academy award winner brendan fraser just let that sit in your psyche we,
1: we should live if the, when that happens we need it, it I, i'm saying this right now we, we don't ever do the post-oscar thing if there is a post-oscars brendan just won best actor Oh. we need to have if it's if it's a 60 minute everybody we're all going to join together for 60 seconds to give props to Brandon fraser as the best actor of the year
0: i um will be working that day Saturday because obviously it'll be a monday and mondays are generally a pretty busy day but i'm telling you now if i can get a lunch break on that day if i can get a 10 minute thing to watch it uh, i will oh. zoom you and you can press record just so we can just... I'll be out <laughs> in the streets in Sydney in fucking Pitt Street Mall screaming at the top of my life, he won a
1: fucking Oscar! <laughs> oh,
0: Forget Will Smith last year. I
1: mean, this is going to put that to shame. I
0: just want to put a special friendly note out there. Brendan, I know you're listening because you nearly came on the show, but um, can you not slap anyone beforehand? <laughs> because we want you to be remembered and people to be like what we should have been doing for Will Smith. And let's be honest enough times past. We're trying to bring that back. What we are doing for Will Smith, emotional, happy. He finally won an Oscar. This is different. <laughs> Brendan. Don't slap anyone beforehand. <laughs> All right. Just don't do it. Okay. If it's Kevin, if it's Chris, O, what do you mean? like fucking slap Chris Olivero.
1: Slap him. Slap hard. him. Just
0: grab him. Slap him. Max Dawson. You fucking more punch the shit out of that cunt. But like, if it's, if it's anybody else, don't slap anyone. No slappy <laughs> Brendan. All right. Definitely don't slap Michelle Yo because she oh, will beat you up. She will. She <laughs> True story. Those are uh, musicians at the Golden Globes are dead. Um when she threatened, <laughs> yes. they haven't been heard from since. Like, I I'm <laughs> concerned for the violinist at the Oscars. Like Jimmy Kimmel, he better not wrap up Michelle Yo. <laughs> I like Jimmy Kimmel. Um, but I I'm, just want Michelle Yo, now
1: that she knows her power, to go in there and test it. It's like We are on hour three now. She's filibustering her own Oscar speech. Who dares cut me off here at 11 o'clock? The 11 o'clock news, I dare you to cut me off, okay? I will beat you up. I've seen Denise
0: Richards joke about her role on James Bond. I've seen Halle Berry remember fondly her time. I've not seen any other Bond girl in the history of the James Bond franchise literally threaten to beat someone up, and people (laughs) are dead because of that, all right? (laughs) Fucking Ringo Starr's wife, what's her face? Like, she's not fucking beating around people. Is she like, God... You know, come on, Ursula Andress. Chris,
1: Chris Rock's just at this point happy that he insulted Will Smith's wife cool. and not Michelle Yeoh's husband.
0: Well, John Tot, he's ex-FIA director, boss of, of Ferrari. Jesus Christ. That's the thing. You, I, no one bag out Ferrari. I, I, I heard that, yeah. Jesus, just fucking Michelle Yeoh. That's why we never say bad words about it because she will kill us. And, <laughs> but if I'm being fair, if I was to be murdered by a Hollywood actress, she'd be in my top
1: five. I'd want it to be Michelle Yeoh, yeah.
0: She'd be up there, you know, Anadamas, you know. Probably, um, Jamie Lee could all, all Oscar nominees this year. Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, what are we up to? Oh yeah, the action scene. Great action scene. Yes,
1: <laughs> good action scene.
0: <laughs> and props to Brenda Fraser. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, it is a great action scene, and I kind of also love like, like I, I know we've joked a lot about how like oh we're right, we, there are only lead, and oh look at this random piece of Michelle Yeoh that fell on the floor this will lead us to our next person. Like, I think kind of this one sort of does make sense because they literally go from everything being destroyed to Jack going like, well, Hey, they had a station here where they were creating fake IDs, which I think we kind of did see anyway. So it kind of makes sense to which they're like facial recognition. It's like, Oh look, captain Anderson, which again, is this like the owlies? I I feel there's a missing plot point here. Is there a deleted scene where literally there should be like a connection? Like, these were on the owl. He's like, it's connected. Meg found this. Ah, oh, <laughs> you know, like there should be something going on there. But basically this is going to lead Jack to go to our house, which is where um, uh, Bowfinger guy lived, which I, I want to see the spit off. He was on Bowfinger. <laughs> he is a captain with a self plane. It's these two guys in a house. Yeah. Like He's Ahmed Chubby Ranch. Ahmed, thank you. There we go. Um, but anyway, anything to add in this action scene, I feel like I'm, I'm glossing over it, but it's yeah. a pretty epic action scene.
1: Yeah, stab someone is, to
0: death. That's always fun.
1: Well, this is one of the things that when I look back on the episode, I said, I want to make sure that it's more than just the, the, the climax, that I'm like, this is one of the best parts of the episode because you have two things going on. You have this incredible shootout that's happening and then you have the rush to delete the files, delete files, which we've never seen Marwan's crew this panicked mm. at, at this point. You know, even... When uh, a couple episodes ago, you know, CTU was doing their sting operation where uh, they were going to do the the fake exchange or whatever with Dina and Beirut. Marwan still, he he knew what was going on here. No, this is this is bad news, guys. Delete the files. Delete the files. Um, What I love is uh, I don't think I don't know if you'll even remember this. uh, Mission Impossible 2. There was a moment that uh, I mentioned that I always thought was just like, oh, come on. Where Ethan Hunt. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I need to do this mission alone. You'll follow my GPS. And Jack does the same thing here. Uh, I'm going off of comms. Um, (laughs) You'll have to reach me on my cell. You're going off of comms. And then the very next thing that happens is this guy, our only lead is dying. Wouldn't comms have come in really handy at that point, Jack? (laughs) Your voice recognition. I need a medic. I need a medic. I need comms. I forgot. Where's that guy at the CTU
0: clinic? He can diagnose things pretty quickly (laughs) and get bullets out. Get him now. Got Listen, here I'm going to give you 10? some
1: good emotional support. I want you to have a good attitude. <laughs> this is what I taught us in the first day so, training.
0: You've been shot and are bleeding to death, but I can see in the next few months with some good friends and some positive <laughs> attitude, you could potentially survive. You may once again walk. Yes. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> you may terrorize other places. Good job.
1: <laughs> but but you're right. Like I actually feel really bad for this guy as he's dying. Uh, and there's also just the, the, the franticness of like, Oh, are, are they going to lose their only lead? Um, hmm. yeah, the shootout's fantastic here and, um, yeah, Marwan side and the CTU side. Um, and, uh, uh, we didn't talk much about Amber Anderson. Did we, or you're going to save that last? Uh, well, I mean, I've mean i kind there. of,
0: I've talked about, I think what I need to about him. I mean, until we get to the end bit, I mean,
1: yeah, l- l- I'll save for the end, but, uh, yeah. I was going to say more on the whole cell phone communication thing, but uh, it's more related to the final scene.
0: Good for him. Um, but it's sort of in the, in the shifting of this of sort of how it goes from like this shootout to kind of this like cat and mouse game that we get. So basically this facial recognition is oh, Mr. Anderson lives in this place to which the one thing I don't understand, it's kind of like, oh yeah. So he came back into the country and was flagged. Has anybody looked into it? well, the FBI have just gone around to his house. Like, I mean, that's fucking good timing. Like, why didn't they five hours ago? What if they were doing it in two hours? Like, I mean, great timing that they're just on the way. To which we've got our evil girl who was fucking the original Mr. Not Anderson. Not Mandy. Not Mandy, who she reminds me of, Um. oh, was it the chick from Castle who's in Quantum of Solace?
1: Oh, yeah. What's her name? A, a Canadian. Um, yeah. I can
0: never remember her name, but yeah, I know who you're talking the about. Other, D- D- Shamel, Emily, the other no, Deshamel, Emily, the other one, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Uh- uh no no she's not one of them uh, oh, no. but I know who you're talking about uh but, but this actress now, Dag- all white Dag- women look Mar- the same her name's Dagmara what a name De- Dagmara sorry? I'm sorry uh, Dagmara Dimincic. who and no, what what Dagmara D- Dimincic, uh you're about like to that? say to
0: me you got Beirut her name is <laughs> Jenny Flex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, looking through the filmography the only thing I've seen her in is the Count of Monte Cristo, oh. Henry Cavill's first, well Henry Cavill's first movie Guy Pierce, Jim Cavill, Caviezel, Guy, uh, Guy Pearce, Jim Caviezel, Henry Cavill and not Mandy what a cast,
0: wow I didn't realize Henry Cavill was in that but anyway yeah, um, it was like 15 year old Henry Cavill, ooh. Jamie remembers yeah I'm, I'm, I need to watch him more now <laughs> and
1: too. James Frain was in that so she oh. shared the screen with James Frayne in Count of Monte Cristo, don't
0: you always want to share the screen with James Frayne but um, not Mandy is trying to find this hard drive basically at uh, this house, to which the FBI agent is this Leslie Hope? Is this Terry Bauer? <laughs> like, is it. I'm sorry, but this is Terry. This is like she's reincarnated <laughs> at the FBI. She, like, tell me this woman does not look like Terry Bauer. Like, there's Leslie Hope. There she is. I think is it the-
1: was. It was a. Fake death. She's in witness relocation, and her cover is she's an
0: FBI agent. I, imagine that. Imagine this is a big reveal. She's alive, but she gets <laughs> killed within three seconds of being on screen. But I, I kind of got lo- be <laughs> She did. I, I I just love this this whole sequence because her phone's like ringing, and then not Mandy's kind of like, "Hello, Agent Terry Bauer," and and to which Jack is all like, "Hey, how you doing? It's your boy Jack." Um, and like. I'm sorry, Jack, you're a pretty shit agent here. Are you with the FBI? Yes. Okay, I'm on the way here. Oh, so what's happening with Captain Anderson? Twitch is like, oh, so there's this whole plot with this guy called Marwan. He's like destroyed lots of things. We believe that there may be a hard disk there. We need to come and find. Like, shouldn't he just be like, this could be anyone? Like, I will be in the apartment in 10 minutes. I will explain it to you all then. Like, is this really how law agencies, can I just call up like the Winnipeg Police Department and be like, g'day, this is... Sergeant Jenkins with the Sydney Special Forces, I believe that there is a terrorist in your midst living in one Colin Way, Colinville. Uh, He has a wife with three children who are all set to blow up the Winnipeg Jets next home game. Uh, Can I have all the details of your script writing system that finds terrorists? Like, is that easy? Um, Of course. But taking that aside, I love this kind of Jack shows up. They point their guns at each other. We meet Agent Hart. uh, Agent Hart dies. Oh, no, not Agent Hart. He was gone too soon. (laughs) (laughs) I love how many random characters we're just having all of a sudden. Meg, Maggie on the wall, Agent Hart. Uh, Do you like Agent (laughs) Hart played by the esteemed Dean Cudworth?
1: uh no but i love him now because we just made him a thing
0: he was in that's a,
1: when, when when you when you suddenly get made a thing and you shouldn't be you just got oz
0: network you just got Oz hey i like that uh he was in carter <laughs> and june eagle eye next he was in tv shows such as criminal minds without a trace jag heroes army wives nashville um he got Rose because he gets killed <laughs> But I mean, I just I love this kind of like back and forth and you got suspicious, Jack, as they're kind of going through that. I do love their their way of looking through things. Like fucking not Mandy, he's just flicking through CDs trying to find a Barry Manilow CD to put on while they listen. And then Jack's idea of looking through is casually lifting a piece of clothing in the closet going, well, it's not under there. And then he finds like the military (laughs) uniform
1: oh i searched everywhere guys he's such a man
0: uh, like he's <laughs> come on as men we do this don't we like if jamie's like um, and come on in
1: our house it's the opposite i will like i will be like okay so let me think J- jamie is notorious of it because it's funny because it was just yesterday remy has this thing he's developed where he'll be looking for a toy and it'll be where he'll know where he kept it. It's like, it's in the toy box. And then I'll be like, okay, so look for it. And I'll open the toy box and say, I don't see it. And I'm like, look underneath everything. And I'm like, Jamie, this is so you.
0: <laughs> I do love, um, cause I, I'll be honest with you. I'm an asshole and I don't really care about other people's problems at the best of the time, particularly if I don't give a shit about them. So the other day at work, I came into the office and one of these guys sitting in my desk, he's like, he's looking feverishly and like, Oh, what have you lost? And he's like, Oh, I've lost my headphones. These are very expensive headphones. So I just pretend to look. I'm just like, oh, have you looked here? <laughs> and I, I, just, I, just, like, I just pretend to care. Shuffle li- some papers. I, I literally was. I, like, lifted up a keyboard. I, like, picked up a pen. I'm like, like, fuck, man, I've got shit to do. Like, I don't have time to look for your shit. You should have looked... You look after yourself better. I don't have time for your problems. I've got my own problems to deal with, buddy. Um, so I'm just like, oh, sucks to be you. I don't know. I better check my emails. Next minute, like five other people are in the office looking and lifting chairs and doing this, doing that. And I'm just like, oh, hope the you guys quarantini- find it. All right. We've made a perimeter around Johnny's desk here. It's just one of those things where I just like, I legitimately don't give a shit. Uh,
1: I'm just like, and they all know it too. They're like, they're just whispering. It's like, you know, Ben was over here pretending to
0: look. Yeah, I just what I, a jerk. I'm sorry, but I just I'm so, just look after your shit better. Uh, Have you no feelings, Ben? It's like children, right? Like I don't give a shit if you've lost your kid. Like if you lose. I was <laughs> like, but it's like, like I'm sorry. I know you're a dad, but like there was a great article I saw and I read the other day, and I'm all for it. This woman's getting controversy, a TikToker, because you know they're big celebrities, kind of like us, and she has put it out there why are there no such thing as child-free suburbs? She's like, I went to a swimming pool, which was meant to be a child-free swimming pool, but parents ignore it, bring their kids. I'm trying to fucking swim and relax, and there are screaming fucking children. Now I sit out of my fucking balcony, and I want to read my book because I'm all into reading now because fucking Colin and Noah tease me enough and I have emotional issues. So I'm sitting out there fucking reading my book and below me, like five floors down, because I'm on level five, there's fucking half the fucking city block, children playing the thing. At like, eight o'clock, like, go to fucking bed, you little shits. I'm trying to fucking read, but because, oh, we've got children, they're having a happy old time. No, I want a child-free area. Fuck off. You didn't use a condom, I- not on me.
1: You, you know it's funny because you'd be like oh Colin you know you got children so you'll probably disagree with this Jamie and I probably say almost on a daily basis <laughs> like oh, what would life be like if we never had kiss
0: but but like I'm saying this now like like um, like Noah and I were talking about this. Um, was it Noah? You and I were talking about this. The plot armor on, the, on Wonder Woman the other day. Children, like, have plot armor, yeah. right? Like, Wonder Woman's going to save everything. Listen to our Wonder Woman episode, by the way. Great. It's like, but as I said, in real life, children have plot armor too. Like, fucking little Johnny could go on a terror spree tomorrow, but he was such a good kid. He had bad parents. It was all the parents' fault. Children are <laughs> fucking evil, all right? And some people choose to not have them, all right? So <laughs> we shouldn't be punished. Well, maybe for certain things we do. But, like, just. just just i don't know where i'm going rant over
1: I, you, you realize that this is basically just the same type of argument that uh the fox execs make about not having black presidents right yeah. you know some of us choose to just have white presidents
0: <laughs> you, you, well <laughs> colin said that not me uh, <laughs> can i isolate that clip um and just we don't have presidents max. in canada i'm gonna clear that up send it to max dawson um I'm going to get a tweet next week. Oh, this coming from that racist co-host. Fuck off, man. Like, seriously, who has a red beard? Like, just fucking hell. If I was Max Dawson, I would drown myself. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> um I'm sorry. This is
0: honestly one of those moments where I'm glad we don't have listeners. Um, actually, no, fuck it. I want somebody to tweet this to Max Dawson. What's he going to do? Send an offensive tweet to me? I'm so scared. Um... <laughs> going to do get voted out fourth on Survivor after teaching it for eight years? Oh, I'm so scared. Um, I, I just want to play Survivor so I can make it to like fifth and my closing words would just be like, beat Max Dawson, I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Max Dawson. Um, the, the cat and mouse between uh, Agent Terry's dead, non-Mandy and Jack and searching for shit and then <laughs> I love Agent Hart here. Because they're all like, oh, we've found a tag for a military uniform. Send this to Chloe, Agent. Who is this guy? Like, why does Jack need Agent? Like, Jack doesn't give a shit about this guy. This guy's dead in two seconds. And when Jack phones it in, he literally says, my ba- I've lost my backup. It's not like, oh, Agent Harty's dead. It's, I've lost my backup. No, I
1: just, I just want, want to be, I lost my backup. Which one? I can't remember who he said. Um, the white bald Maybe he's got does he have some ID in here. Yeah, Bart, he's got a birthmark. Heart. Uh, oh Hart,
0: that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking his wife. But anyway,
1: but like it's I love one of the white ones. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll have a big funeral for him then. But I, I love, <laughs> I love how like Jack's like send this off to Chloe. So Agent Hart gets his like brick fucking laptop. Jesus Christ, is this two thousand and five <laughs> or nineteen eighty five? Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, Skype and the President of the United States and Air Force One 10,000 <laughs> miles above the fucking sea level, but their laptop looks like it should be belonging in, like, freaking Star Wars, um, To which he's all, like, concerned. Oh, fuck, I better find a power outlet. I'm nearly out of battery, which in five minutes' time, Jack doesn't give a shit about it. He gets the stealth things and calls up the guy on the phone. So <laughs> Agent Hart's death is on him. I'm sorry. But, like, he goes to plug it into the outlet. Oh, look what I found it. Fucking USB hard. I love how he's like, a hard drive. This is exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> Thanks, Agent Hart. You are the Roger Cross of this week's episode. To which non Mandy's like, oh, what do you know? Snaps his neck. And then I love Jack, just he's like a pin drop, literally. So which he's like, oh, something's wrong. A pin has dropped. So he shoots poor old non Mandy here. I love the death, though, like shooting him between like a wall. That's badass. Jack finds out that they've got a stealth bomber, and it's like, oh, my God, it's a stealth bomber, to which I do, like, again, the promptness of CTU, fucking hell, they should have solved this day 12 hours ago, because literally Jack's like, a stealth bomber, Michelle, it's a stealth bomber, well, what do you know, a stealth bomber took off from this Air Force base 10 minutes ago, and it hasn't called in, (laughs) oh, that's unusual, Hmm, what could the possible targets be? I'll correlate with nearby things, to which Michelle straight away is like, wait a minute, Air Force One flies? It's also in California. That's the target. To which they
1: straightaway call... There can't be more than two planes in the sky in California at this hour. They
0: straightaway call up President Keeler. Hey, President, how you doing? Good, and how's that little shit son of yours? fantastic, awesome. So, bad news, um, there's a stealth plane. Yep, one of those, um... Been stolen. Gonna shoot you down. Oh, have you checked this intel? No, but we're 100% sure it is going to shoot you down. Why? Because of the plot. Oh, I see. Cliffhanger where they don't know if I'm dead or not? Exactly. Right. Okay, got it. I'll play the part. Um, I'll just stop it there because we, we'll talk about the end, obviously, separately. But, I mean... I love this whole situation with the FBI agent and non Mandy and Terry and Hart. Like, it's, I'm, I, I sound like I'm taking the absolute piss out of it, but I absolutely fucking love it. It's great.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting how many Jack has a three act yeah. uh, episode here. And that's not really like 24 either. Like, three very distinct acts that he has to play here. Disjointed, uh, with... but they
0: are jointed at the same time.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what one thing I was going to say is that with the, the whole Air Force One, I, when I noticed that, oh, very quick for them to determine it's Air Force One, my assumption, and I wish they would have included this in the episode, is that if there is even the most potential threat against the president, that becomes your new number one priority. So you'd have to tell them, but like they don't say that in the episode. They, they try to have it make sense. Like, oh, it's definitely got it's it's the Mister Enigma Enigma from Batman Forever. <laughs> where, wow, you came to that conclusion quickly. Just say, wait. If there's a possibility it's Air Force One, we have to tell them. Like, that. that this is our number one priority. Well, and then that
0: makes it more plausible. As we always do, let's connect it to 9-11. Like, as soon as that fucking happened, they-, they deserve
1: sh- to die. They show- Oh, we're going somewhere else. Wait, who deserves to die? <laughs> no, they're not 9-11. We're the 3,000 people, people innocent
0: souls? <laughs> who lost, like, wow, of we'll Wow, call it. You know those tra- twin towers? Fuck them. They all deserve to die. Shouldn't have been at work <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Fucking should have stayed. They at tried home. to
1: cut off Michelle Yo and look what happened.
0: <laughs> Those bastards in the Pentagon—they bagged out Michelle Yo. They had it coming. Those terrorists—they were doing man's work. Um, hello to all our uh, family and friends of 9/11 victims. Um, but like they shoved Bush straight away, like in like getting yeah. the bunker Bush, and then they like grounded all the planes and like they because the the Bush bunker. <laughs> <laughs> That's um I watched that Get video Get him into the bush bunker. I wish that I watched that video last night. It was a good thirty second clip. Um I <laughs> <laughs> sex jokes. Um <laughs> I think that's what Max Dawson calls his beard. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was just laughing at how funny Bush Bunker sounded and it, you thought it was a sex joke. Okay. Well, Bush, dude. <laughs> Well, now I get your reference, but I just thought Bush Bunker sounded funny.
0: You, 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 like you just finally clicked hard. Oh. George Bush's name is like pubes. Oh, I get it. I understand now. That's funny. Um, my point is like the United 93 was what meant to go after Air Force One or the White House. That was the rumors before that it got taken down. So you're right. Like, this is the fucking president of the United States. Like, I mean, I'll oh, just let him talk to his son. I've got shit to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just want that to be. There. Sir, we got a threat against For Hold on. Don't go in yet. It looks
0: like they're having a nice moment. <laughs> That's secret, how this the, went. The secret are rushing to the door. Hold, <laughs> president, 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 president. Wait, 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 wait. He's reconnecting with Kevin. Oh, my God. What will waiting for this. They have had such a tumultuous relationship. Finally, maybe he's helping writing his speech. We oh know Kevin's always wanted to do that. Oh my god!
1: Oh, this is the best moment since he hit the home run in his baseball game What's in the third grade. What's that thing outside
0: the window? What was that about a miss up? <laughs> oh Lord! We should be. We should. Um, we should write this show. John, how you listening? You want to reboot, remake? We're, we're available. Um,
1: the uh yeah, the, the the house stuff's great too. Um, but uh I do I do pick up Jack's lack of effort. Like again, he is so intense in the previous scene. It's our only lead. Come on, you gotta live, you gotta live. and then he gets to the house, and not only is he lazy and looking for the hard drive, but heart dies. You were more concerned about terrorists dying like ten minutes ago than heart dying here. Um, poor
0: heart. But, uh, Rest in peace. Poor heart. heart.
1: Justice for heart. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. One thing I found here uh, with not uh, Leslie Hope that died <laughs> is the door opens and I bet you Casper is seconds away. Casper. From hey, good morning, Casper.
0: Yay, Casper! It's a winner. Hey, what do you need? Is that a guitar behind you? You want to... Casper wants to play guitar.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't think you need to be down here. Hi, I Casper. I like your shirt. Oh, yeah, you're going to lift some weights. He 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 went to bed last night saying yeah. he was going to get strong in daddy's gym. Go, Casper. Let's do it. Wait, he's really lifting that, too. He's working hey, out hard. Go. He might outlift
0: me. He said, I like your Grinch shirt <laughs> wait, there, Casper. Yeah, well, why don't, you, why don't you go upstairs, Mr. Grinch, okay? Jesus, he's lifting weights. He's got a guitar. He's going to get laid before I do. <laughs> like, he's... <laughs> definitely before noah well <laughs>
1: noah's mistake was he played the bass
0: that well, was his problem he plays the wow bass.
1: you're gonna take all that train stuff upstairs okay great okay <laughs> i'll let you do it because i want you out of here all right <laughs> so yeah. and also just it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> those... just like it's, I've got a box. it's like a
1: train set here and i was trying to keep it from him go
0: put it on jamie right now
1: oh, make you're her gonna up. get more stuff oh, i see okay
0: uh I love so much if he just like picks up a body. Yeah. A couple of body parts. Jeffrey Darmering it up. You've just got all this stuff going on in the background there.
1: Why don't you go play upstairs, okay? Mommy's
0: gonna get some breakfast too. Yeah, hi mommy. He's I, lifting weights. The, the best thing here, this I'm not trying to make this as a plight against your fathering skills, but I do love every single time Casper comes down, and you're like, well, go upstairs? And Casper just doesn't give a shit. He's literally no, he, just he's not he's listening. He's just like, oh my dear, my fucking, whatever, man. Like, I've got my train set, I've got yeah. my weights. Get on the treadmill, Catherine. run! Yeah, don't don't run on the treadmill.
1: <laughs> Remy hit the door trying to do that, okay? Can, so Can we please start doing video episodes?
0: This is just always the most entertaining part. At what Here's time does extreme. Casper arrive?
1: This is going to be the, the 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 graphic for our Instagram for this episode. Is Casper lifting weights? Oh,
0: and Jamie's got the sailor. <laughs> Jamie's looking like she's loving life right now. She's like, ah, oh, fuck.
1: She does not want to be on camera right now. Casper. So, so remember yeah, that conversation that we
0: just had about no children? Um... Yeah,
1: Ben with his <laughs> child-free zone. And I said... And, and this is evidence of it. Casper, you need to leave. This is a child-free zone I'm I right literally
0: now. looking at the um, absolute uh, epitome of parents who love being parents right now. <laughs> Colin's like, for fuck's sake, I'm recording. Jamie's come down and gone, yeah, all right, Colin, I'll get him. Like, I can just see you. As soon as this episode ends, you just both sit in the couch or your children are running around the house and you just stare <laughs> at each other and go, I told you a pack of 12 from Walgreens and you didn't listen. <laughs> you didn't listen. You just had to go for there. The one time you wanted to fuck me. Um, and now look where we're at. Thanks, Jamie. We would have finished 24, two years ago. Uh, um, uh, you were Never talking. again. Yes.
1: Yes, I was. Um, what I was talking about. Oh yeah. Not Leslie Hope. So, um, she, this is interesting reading her filmography because we get this every once in a while. What's her name? Uh, Bezley Flope? Lisa, Lisa Severin. 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 Um, Wow. So I'm gonna go I through like, her entire. I her in Well, I'm gonna go through her entire filmography here with the roles she played, and you can see where she hit her career peak. She debuted on Passions as reporter,
0: and <laughs> played TV the doll. Phys- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then on ER, she played physical therapist. Oh, Journey of Redemption, she played news anchor. <laughs> the District, she played reporter number three. Threat Matrix, reporter number one. Oh, crossing promotion. Jordan. crossing jordan tv reporter so she went from reporter three to reporter one to tv reporter. bring back crossing jordan the west wing she played atf anchor oh and then came back on the west wing and finally played a character with a name michelle ah yes then had 24 where she played agent drake followed by conviction where she played reporter and lie to me where she played reporter number two. So this this person went from reporter three, reporter one, reporter, anchor, Agent Drake, reporter, reporter two, and then said, I'm giving up. I'm going back down the report. I am not going to be back down to reporter three again. I am giving up. I am out of this acting. You thing. know, that
0: the fact we've all been trolled. Her actual character name is Michelle Drake, and it's just a career progression. So she started, and because she's Drake, she started from the bottom, and now she's here. She just basically walked away up, Drake reference, haha. Um, and then <laughs> Colin's Googling, is that a Drake lyric? <laughs> <laughs> Proud Canadian? I'm Canadian, Canadian. I, sh- I'm Canadian. <laughs> I should know this. Wow, we could not be more white right now Googling Drake <laughs> lyrics. Started from the bottom, now I'm... Oh, Drake lyrics, I get it. Um, it's literally Michelle Drake. Oh yeah, Casper agrees. So. He, he knew. Yeah, he, he knows Drake. Casper's Ka- a Drake fiend. Yeah, he fucking hey, always Go amused. back upstairs, Casper. Mommy'll play a
1: Drake song for you. <laughs> You're lucky she'll play The Weekend too. Oh. You know it's funny. I, I was I was going through um all of like the number one. I'm like, are Canadian artists even getting played in Canada anymore? And I found like every single year there's three artists who guaranteed to have a number one single in Canada: Justin Bieber, The Weekend, and Drake. No other Canadian artist hit number one in Canada outside of those three. Oh,
0: poor Celine. What happened to her? You know, I
1: mean, <laughs> We know what happened to her husband.
0: Oh. Hi, Casper. Hi, Casper. <laughs> Casper knows what happened to Celine. That's Casper, go upstairs. Go upstairs. I'm also seeing here that currently the number one single in Canada is Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Um, Not Canadian And also Jesus you, This song is still in the top charts in Canada I'm good Blue, David Gitter and B. Brexit. A great song Great uh, updated version of Blue by Apple 65 But 21 weeks in the chart, Canada You really don't like new music, do you? Just to stick to the same <laughs> one What's our number one single? Summon from abba Miley Cyrus So there you go um, As it was by Harry Styles 42 weeks and it's still number 10 on the charts Listen to new music, Canada Casper, uh, come down and listen, this is, I don't know what Colin's doing, he's like putting his hand in the I'm and trying swinging. to shoo
1: him because I don't know if he's actually turned on the treadmill and he's going to fly into the, the, the shoo him,
0: shoo him, he's not a Casper,
1: <laughs> please go upstairs, I want to get into Ben's, Singles apartment building now. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yes, touch the microphone. Any other damage you want to cause down here?
0: Hi, Casper. Hello. (laughs) I like your exercise, Matt. This is fantastic. Casper's loving it. He's going to be a TV Uh... star. He's going to be freaking Michelle Drake. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can go upstairs
1: now. Okay, please.
0: He's literally Uh... crying.
1: (laughs) He's like, you Run, can't go He says, already, get set, go, he's running on a treadmill
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm going to send this to all, like, the parent councils of Canada. Um, There's a the condom advertising agency. They should just use this as, like,
1: an ad. Or <laughs> you really need to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally Casper un- just won. Yes. Uh, go upstairs and celebrate your win with my. I don't and think Remy. I've ever
0: seen Colin this close and literally crying. <laughs> he's just like, go away, Casper. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what he's doing. I really I really want in like 20 years time like, well, less than that, on his 21st, to just play this clip to Casper. Kaspers, how and much now he's taking
1: my him. medals off the wall. He just won the race and he's wearing a medal.
0: Yay. You know what Casper says about that? It's a winner. <laughs> now you go show that to mommy, okay? How the hell have we gone from this episode from being so serious about the death of a beloved 24 actress to talking about one of the most iconic episodes of all time to talking about Michelle Drake, the Songs of Canada, um, Bush bunkers and we still haven't even got to the best part of this episode
1: oh i think he's finally going upstairs
0: wow do you, do you need a moment to regroup yourself
1: i'm done <laughs> just, just... <laughs> buy it buy it oh, he's got a light now he's got no, he's a got lightsaber a- we had a power outage. So we have this emergency light and now it's a toy. All right. Thank you. You keep that here. You want to take it or am I keeping it? Okay.
0: I just, I admire how calm you both are. <laughs> even Jamie's just like, yeah, all this... right. Come on.
1: Because <laughs> there, there has been much worse even in the last 24 hours.
0: <laughs> I, I have like no, uh like I have a very short fuse. So like I, I would be, uh, this is why I'm not a parent. Because I would be yelling at my children every three seconds. Like, get the fuck down, I'm recording. Um, but I'll just lock them in a cupboard. Uh, see, your dad
1: was more patient than that when he told you to
0: quiet down. Exactly. Also, just quickly saying here, number 54 on the Canadian charts. There's a song here by a band called Hotel Ugly called Shut Up My Mum's Calling. <laughs> oh, what? I'm going to add that song to my playlist. I don't even know what it is. Fi- What's it? Shut Up My Mom Called? Shut Up My Mom's Calling by Hotel Ugly. At 53, we have Metro Boomin featuring Travis Scott and 21 Savage. Niagara Falls, Foot or Two. Uh, (laughs) Wow, Canada. There you go. Um, So you like the scene with Non-Terry and her acting It's good,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Good for her. Good for her. Um, All right, the last bit. I mean, look, Casa fuck off right now. We've got some shit to talk about right now because we've got the the closing here, which this is probably going to be number one or number two on our list at the end of this season, let's be honest. Um, I honestly think number two. Uh, I think there's an ending of an episode in about four weeks time. That is probably just a bit above this, but we'll get to that in about four weeks time. Um, So Jack gets patched through to Mr. Anderson and is all like, Hey, let's not talk about the logistics of how I managed to get through to your speakers. But anyway, you're a good man. You won medals in the Gulf war. You have a sister. You shouldn't do this.
1: You have red hair, but no beard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what's the um the message in in mind freak or whatever it is in bowfinger uh when he keeps repeating what? it what was it mind mind what's the thing in bowfinger keep it together keep it together oh mind head uh, yeah. mind head what keep does together. he keep, keep keep it together but what does he keep saying this is mind head this is mind head isn't that when he goes into the oh, i don't the, remember the what the like go, anyway, so I just want, I want Kiba Sutherland to be saying that this is Mindhead. This is, and I want Catman to be like, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Um, But I mean, it's an epic scene because like, I, again, I remember watching this live going like, oh, he's talking him down. Oh, his sister's going to get on the phone. um And then basically he's going to turn off his communications. But the other big moment here, which is a big deal for the future of 24, we've got Keela, fuck off little Kevin, who gives a shit about him? because he's on the phone. He's like, get me the vice president. And who's on the phone? The late, great Gregory Itzen Because hello, Charles Logan, whose first ever line in 24 is Mr. President. And basically Keela here is all just like, look, think of me as an act of war. If I go down, stay the course. I-, I love this. Like, and again, we love Logan in this season more so than any other season. And Logan goes on to be, mm-hmm. you know, arguably the most iconic villain this show ever has. But like, just uh, just it's such a blink and you miss moment. Again, I remember watching yeah. it for this for the first time and you don't realize that this guy who he's going to become like, we've had Buchanan last week. Now we've got Logan. We're really moving into modern 24 now, if you think about it. Um, so that's a key thing we can briefly touch on here. But then of course, uh, Anderson turns off his communicator. We get the big dramatic score and Jack's like, Damn it, I've lost communication. What's going on? And Chloe's like, he switched off all comms. It's like, well, didn't you already say this beforehand when nobody could get through to him? Um, to which then we cut off. We see him, like, engage, press a couple of buttons. And then we get the, you know, the the great shot of the radar, the did, de- did, de- did, de- did, de- We get this weird explosion, which kind of feels a bit out of place, but sure. And then we get the great line of Jack Barrett. Where the first One just hit? Where the great. first One just hit? Damn it. Uh, to which Chloe's like, pilots reporting... Direct missile, Air Force One, direct contact, and it's like you see Jack just kind of remove the phone from his thing. Honestly, kind of think we should have had a silent clock here. Um, nah. I mean, for the plane or for Kevin? Oh fuck, Kevin! Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, I can see why they didn't because silent clock is sacred and it should be used for a character death. Or oh, having said that, remember that for a moment in season eight with Renee, which is a wasted clock. And I think it was a, you know, so if they use a clock in that scene, they should have used a silent clock in this scene. But um, I mean, iconic, like, holy fuck, they did it. They Mm. fucking blew up Air Force One. Um, You know, I'm waiting to see Harrison Ford getting winched off by a freaking cord as uh, Xander Berkeley is (laughs) vomiting as a plane goes down. Um, Can you confirm the president is on board? We are now changing our course on Air Force One. Yay, Glenn Close celebrates. Um, not quite because killer is sort of dead, but Kevin is. But anyway, <laughs> epic moment. Holy fuck. And boy, oh boy, wowie, did this make me want to watch next week.
1: Yeah. Um, that with the, the communication, I guess one thing we should mention is that there would be a very good reason for, um, Anderson and, and Marwan to have set this up not that they would ever call off the strike, but like if if you are going to be committing an act of terror of this size, you're, you're gonna want to have some type of communication. But what if there's suddenly word, oh, we just found out the president's not on Air Force One, so we want you to hit the Pentagon and because that's where he landed, or, fly directly into the bush bunker, like mm-hmm. something, you know? Um, that's going to have to change. So there's a reason why he would have this elaborate setup. So we could, I guess, assume that Marwan has Rigged something so we could have this how ctu finds it so quickly i think is the issue uh in this episode not necessarily that he just has his cell phone patched in on uh the the stealth jet here um the uh the speech that jack has with him you oh, know what this reminded amazing. me of and i don't think if we just talked about the wonder woman 84 speech that wonder woman gives at the end of that which is like wow this is a powerful speech and then it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> this one is like just the right length. Although it is it, when you really think about it, it is pretty cheesy that Jack is giving this this big passionate speech to this guy. It's like, I know you're a good man and everything, but but man, does it work in this episode? Like, yeah. I don't care how cheesy it is. Uh, it is fantastic. In reality, there is no way Jack is gonna be the guy talking this guy. Like if they're like, We need somebody with compassion, <laughs> we need somebody who who really has, you know, a good way with words and and articulate and meg. uh has empathy yeah meg is the one they're going to be getting to do this is anybody but jack and chloe those are, you're the only person who would be worse at calling and trying to talk down chloe. a man who's about to commit an act of terror is chloe <laughs> they give it to jack like, no. chloe
0: Imagine chloe on the phone so um you want a medal eh <laughs> yeah you got discharged mm, that sucks all right well Good luck with the flight. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not getting paid enough for this, and Edgar's currently above me, so I'm going to transfer you to
0: Edgar's phone. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's my baby? My baby, my baby. Uh,
1: but but yeah, it's it's such a fantastic scene, um, and and that's why the, when we if we 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 know this is going to be on our list, you know, our, our inclusion will be Jack talking to Anderson as well as Air Force One getting hit here. Um, am I the only one who always remembered this as him flying the
0: plane into it? Uh, maybe I never remembered that.
1: I mean, that's the way I remembered it. And now, and I actually wonder why, because a lot of the uh, trivia of this is, and they even talk about it in the the commentary, is about the fact that stealth jets apparently don't have missiles. Right? They they drop bombs. They don't have missiles. So a lot of people apparently got hung up on this. So it's like, well, they can't do that, and maybe maybe I read that at the time and assumed, oh, well, they don't fly. So maybe he flew a plane into it or something. And I think it's also the fact that we we never hear from Anderson. We never even hear about what happens to Anderson after this. Um, he got Beirut. He did. Um, well, he did.
0: But I think I think don't they mention that they they shot him down? I think they mentioned that. Yeah, next I don't week. I don't remember, but I thought but they do it, that they mentioned they these, shot him down
1: all this trivia on the episode keeps saying, oh, his fate is left, you know, uncertain or whatever. Um, But you don't really care. (laughs) I think I just assumed that, you know, oh, he's dead either because, you know, maybe he was caught in the explosion as well or they shot him down afterwards. Yeah, like nobody's going to assume, well, this guy got away and he's living on a beach somewhere with Daniel Craig. Sorry to interrupt.
0: You are correct. He says Anderson's fate was also left unknown. Uh, He's never seen or directly mentioned after this episode. Dialogue implies he had a cover Planned for him, but mm-hmm. whether or not he was killed will return fires. Because yeah, we, we they did get that mention. That I actually like that line when he says, "Like, make sure my covers in place, because the whole world will be looking for me." I mean, that's literally a season in twenty four finding the guy who shot down the yeah. you know Air Force One.
1: Yeah, I uh yeah, I think that also the fact that this is the terrorist season. I mean, they're all terrorist seasons, but like this one, really, the terrorist season with so many different. Um, terrorist acts that they commit throughout this, I just assume. Okay, well, if they're flying a plane, they're going to fly a plane into something, you know. Mm. But this is a white man; he he gets to get away in it's the not end. a building. Those live.
0: fucking suckers yeah. in the trade centers—they deserve to die, but not in a plane. That's another <laughs> thing, right?
1: But uh, question I have for you is whether or not um, this was as big of a shock as the bomb in season two. Because in the bomb in season two. Oh. the fact they did that the first time is a bigger shock. I think what makes this more shocking now on a rewatch is that, you know, people are dying in this. Uh, it's not just what they did. Whereas what they, they say casualties are in the single digits or something like that. It's season yeah,
0: two, the poor Mojave uh, desert but... people that we, I mean, the Mojave desert is <laughs> fucked. It's got a plane crashing into it twice. Now season one cougars are
1: obliterated from the earth after yeah, no one uh, ever talks about the, the
0: abuse Mojave desert gets in 24 do they?
1: Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know, I, w- I would have said on first watch that the the bomb in season two is more of a shock. I would say on a rewatch, this still, this holds up better than the bomb because you know there's casualties and even those who live, you know that you're never going to hear from them again.
0: Would you say on a third watch it gets better? This
1: is probably my fourth watch of the season, so I, I, last time I would have said yes.
0: Um, It's a great question i think i mean look it lumps into the big surprises that you don't think 24 is going to do and they do um yeah look i probably would go with the bomb just first viewing i mean yeah because i think the thing with the bomb as we talked about is that when you were told in the very first episode there's a nuclear bomb and it's going to go off today you're straight away gonna be like oh well at least we know jack's gonna stop it we know he's gonna find the bomb, and it's just it's even that level. And I think the way that was handled, which yeah, it doesn't kill people, but it's that image of the mushroom cloud. It's the music. It's kind of like Palmer looking out of the window. It's Jack sort of seeing the flash. It's always it's always in Jack's reaction. Let's be honest. Jack mm-hmm. sells it. He's Terry dying, the bomb. This section when he puts the phone. I think that the the reason I think Drake, it's, Drake, exactly. I think it's it's more shocking with the bomb because you've you've got more time as an audience to kind of feel shocked, whereas this, as shocking as it is, it's kind of, it ends abruptly if you think about it. We get, was Air Force One just hit? Was Air Force One just hit? Chloe's little speech, Jack removes the phone, then it's straight away, beep, 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 beep. At least with the bomb, you've maybe got like 30 seconds of that silence, sort of like, oh, music, Mm -hmm. to which you're like, holy fuck. Um, so my long winded answer is saying, I'd say the bomb is slightly more shocking, but you've got a solid point. Like this still holds up. I think like, I mean, they all hold up. The bomb holds up. This holds up. Terry's death holds up and Chappelle's death holds up. I mean, is this more shocking than Chappelle's death? No, Mm. I would say no.
1: Yeah. It's not like you watch this show assuming, well, they'll never do that. Cause there's certain things that, you know, they'll never, they'll never do. Like I, I've I mentioned this on our speed recap, the, um, the moment where the bus hits the, the, the baby carriage or whatever. <laughs> and I remember my mom's shock and being disgusted. And almost not wanting to finish watching the movie just cause they played that trick. But like, and the audience knows you're not going to actually kill a baby like that unless it's a Deadpool movie. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I would, in my movies, everything, <laughs> death is a baby. Every, uh,
1: but it's 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 about uh, the fact this is a tv show it's not a movie and the fact that it's 24 you know at this point there there's certain things you will and won't do you should know hey they'll go there they 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 detonated a nuclear bomb they should go there but still for some reason there's some doubt in your mind that they would actually blow up air force one yeah and maybe it partly because well who's going to be president like we were just you're not you don't have enough time to think it is that that buildup, like you said in in season two at the bomb we had enough time to digest that, that David Palmer and everybody was looking out the airplane window. Oh, you'll be able to see a nice shot of the explosion out the right side of the aircraft here. Whereas this, it's like, oh, we, we still have a chance to stop it. You're thinking they're going to stop it and they don't.
0: And I think the, the thing that, and this is what we should, one thing we should point out with why these work now and that why, you know, make the most of these. Because, you know, we're still at that phase where you've got things you can do to shock people whereas i think moving forward i mean season 5 is an exception obviously i mean the fucking first episode how many shocks do we get um and we get some amazing scene <laughs> we get amazing shocks next season um i think that kind of it dies after episode 4 of season 6 because there like are sh- Kevin yeah uh because there are some shocks they go for which you can just so clearly tell they're trying to do and they just don't mm. work and i think that I can think of a few brief ones in seven and eight that don't really work. There's some in nine that work for sure. And then don't get me started on legacy. But, um, yeah. So like, it's kind of like, we're still at that period where these are effective and you're going to talk about these big moments. Um, and I, I had this in my, when I did my 24 of 24, this was in my top 10. Um, and again, as I always say, that was probably like, I think after about four episodes into season five. So, um, Huge moment, massive moment, and I think that, yeah, easily it's going to be a top two of this season, and right now, even even now, with not even halfway throughout all of 24, when we eventually get to our top ten of all nine-plus Legacy versions, there's going to be no top ten moments from Legacy, don't worry, but this might right now easily make the top ten in the entire 215 episodes moments.
1: There, um, there's only one other thing I wanted to mention is really hilarious. I don't, I don't think they were going for hilarious, but it made me think, oh, this could be so much funnier, even though it is like slightly dumb on, I think it's Michelle's part where they're talking about, oh, but but the the plane, I don't see it on the radar. And she's like, wait, maybe there's no stealth there. And then somebody says, well, it's a stealth jet. (laughs) That's why we can't see it. It's stealth. That's where you needed Curtis to deliver that line no ma'am that is what stealth means <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it's it, it does make michelle look really stupid that she's like wait but maybe it's not there and it's like no that's the point it's the stealth jets. but is
0: that way i think that's only purely being used that so chloe can use that like trailer line of like we're being beaten by our own technology like oh
1: great line too
0: yeah yeah chloe yeah um you said a few of the tri- one of the trivia. There's nothing really in the book to add. The, the the main trivia in the book is Kiefer Sutherland's real name, which is like Kiefer Rufus William Jeffrey Jordan. Like, Hold got-
1: Kie- 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 on, oh, Kiefer Rufus. I thought that was one name, Kiefer Rufus. No, he's got Rufus. What do you is-
0: want to name him, do- Donald? What do you
1: want to name him, Kiefer Rufus? He's got like
0: one of his middle names is is Rufus. He's- I think we've talked about this before. He's got like about thirty middle names. So, um, yeah, his his full name is uh. Oh, it was on Wikipedia. Kiefer William. No, there's more than that. Hang on, come on, Wikipedia, don't let me down. I'm gonna have to pull the book out now. Jesus Christ, what did I talk about books before? Um, gotta make the most of these people because I won't have this book and there's I don't have the season five official guide. So, um, yeah, where is this? Keep, Kiefer, Kiefer William. William Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. Oh wow, what a man. He can have all the names. Even he doesn't
1: remember all those. Well, we know he doesn't remember all those. Exactly. Also,
0: there's um the last thing he posted on Instagram that there's some music festival at some place, and he's like one of the headline acts at a music festival. key for you moving up in the world. Um, the the fact that I like uh this is the second of only five episodes where Jack is seen killing a female character. I find that interesting. Um he killed one day three, uh two AM to three a.m., uh, so who did he kill in that? Oh, Nina. Obvious. Um, <laughs> 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 and he won't kill any. He needs any... to kill more women. Sexist, Evil Jack. Equal opportunity, Jack. Killing all the, killing all the men. Um, and he won't kill women. Women, a woman, until uh season eight. Uh, to which the next kill, one of my favorite Jack Bauer kills with one of my favorite uh, twenty four characters. And I don't know who the other woman he kills in in that season as well. Anyway, um, anything else you've got on the trivia that you want to talk to at all? Um, uh, no. Anything you add, anything on Logan, just on his first appearance?
1: Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because you remember these iconic characters. And I think this is where this season does things well to surprise the audience, even like with characters, because we talked about when when Bill came in, He's barely there. It's it's such a brief moment. And then it, they wait a whole week before they actually make you even realize this guy's anything more than a Meg, you know, <laughs> a one shot, one scene thing. The and it's Meg. the same thing because, because again, I look back on this season and I remembered Logan's introduction as being like a combination of this and what you get in the next episode. And so I completely forgot that they basically introduced him just before this whole air force one thing happens and it is blink and you miss it like literally blink and you miss it you might not even notice it. i think this is probably the briefest introduction we've ever had for a character
0: yeah i'd, I'd go with that speaking of Meg, god that was a terrible movie the meg fuck
1: oh me. yeah and the sequel is going to be coming
0: is that a real thing i saw some list of like sequels and and like basically i saw that it was on a poster but like the majority of these movies are like the movies coming in 2023 and, like, half of them were, like, movies that aren't being released for, like, another five years. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, why? They, yeah.
1: This one, they actually did start filming it last year. So we're, we're getting it this summer, or whether we like it or not. What's it
0: called? Mega or something like that? The Mega Meg? Meg like... to the Trench. Oh, Sylvia Trench? Um, <laughs> It's it's just Michelle Yeoh's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she just crunches on people. Uh, I'm clearly binning this episode. It's terrible. Same with you? Oh,
1: horrible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, this this is uh there was no question this was ever going to be a buy. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be objective enough to not just instantly buy this episode because of the one scene, but the whole episode's a buy.
0: I am going to be very intrigued to see what you do in terms of ranking because you ranked last week very highly. I will say just quickly in terms of my list for the rest of this season next week, uh, in well in a couple of weeks' time the last bin of this season will happen. Uh, just in my perspective, just as a spoiler alert. So other than that, we've got pretty much good coming for the rest of this season. And I'll talk about next week. We have pretty
1: much good. Pretty
0: much the Oz Network. Uh, But where are you rating this episode? Because, yeah, you ranked. didn't you rank last week in the top ten? I
1: did, yeah. It was number nine. Wow. Um, This is a better episode than last week, Colin. Come on. Well, I disagree. I've got this one. What? I have this this as my third highest of season four. I have this at number 16. What? uh, Which is... Kevin does drag this episode down. Let's be honest. And I think that the other season four episodes I had, there was nothing to drag it down. Like there is Kevin in this one. Uh, But I am looking right now to see there was a a season two episode. Anytime I see a season two episode above something, I I question it. I'm like, Oh, that one couldn't be that good. Uh, But uh, yeah, the season two episode I have just above this is the whole trial of David Palmer uh, from season two. So um, yeah, this will be number 16 for me overall, but uh, very solid episode. And I, just above the premiere of season four.
0: I am I am shocked. I am, wow. Very Worst shocked. Worst
1: character in 24 history, and he gets at least three scenes. That's enough to knock down a few points.
0: But he gets killed. That should bump it up. <laughs> um, we don't
1: get to see him burning. If you got to see him burning, then yes. Oh, that was the other trivia. Did you, um, I, I don't know if you read that, that uh, during the shootout scene... Both uh Kiefer Sutherland and um what's his name, the guy who plays uh Castle, they insisted on doing their own stunts and Kiefer Sutherland caught fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colin giggling at that straight away. <laughs> He lost the middle name. He, he burnt off yeah. one of his middle names. <laughs> that's what
1: happens, yes. Rufus is burned off when he performed his own stunt in this episode. That's why
0: Wikipedia is just like Kiefer William Sutherland. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I am I am absolutely gobsmacked that you not only don't have this in the top 10, but you have a below. Like last week. Wow. Last, gee. Wow. Last week was so good. I have this as number four. Um wow. so uh I only have the last two episodes of season one above this and the Chappelle getting killed episode in season three. Like fuck me drunk, Colin Hilding. That's insane. <laughs> um and I like spoiler alert, this isn't the best episode of this season. There's one more episode that will top this. Um so I'll just say this right now. Spoiler alert, this is the second best episode of this season in my eyes. Um so yeah, and spoiler alert of my overall 215 no season four episodes make the top 10. They make 11 and 12. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> um, and fun fact, a season six episode makes the top 10. So um, <laughs> disgusting. The, f- the first four episodes are good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the finale. It's you know so funny. The
0: finale's pretty
1: I, I, it, not just you, not just me, my brother, anybody I've ever seen talk about 24 will always say season six. Oh yeah. First four episodes are good. It's almost its own season. Like you don't even look at the rest of season six as being included with those first four episodes. It's it, it, it's like the, the, the rest of season six is like the one you forget. It's like the next karate kid of the 24 season six universe. I I,
0: I did send you like my uh, buy bin it rent it graphic yeah. from season six, where it's literally pretty red first four episodes <laughs> buy, then pretty much every episode to the end of the season is red, except for three, you get two random episodes in 17 and 18, which are Okay. So they go into the buy category, then it's just bim, 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 and then you get to the finale and you like, oh fuck, the finale's actually decent. Finale of season six, better than the finale of this season. Just saying right now. And saying this right now is a spoiler alert. I think season seven overall might be a worse season than season six. But that's Oh, no, 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 no. Legacy is Too worse. Too far. Legacy is worse. Yes, legacy is. Legacy can burn on a pile of crap with Max Dawson's beard. Um, next week, next I'm actually excited for next week because. I'm saying this now, next week is the forgotten good episode of 24. I don't think people really ever remember the episode that follows this because I think kind of the, the, there's three episodes between the two great episodes of season four and there's a bad episode in there. But like next week is a very unique episode in the fact that we concentrate really the entire episode on two people that you will never see again. They get be yeah. So you meet them next week. And they're Beirut's to never be heard from again. But they're pretty significant characters for next week. And we sort of open up this whole football, presidential football sort of nuclear thing that will kind of take us towards the end of the season. But I don't know if you've watched it yet, but uh, I next week a great episode and a, a forgotten great episode of 24. It's a unique episode and uh, I'm all on board with it. And we get the return of uh, Jude Chicka Chica Chica Cola. <laughs> uh yes. mike novick's back next week by the way people so get excited but no tune in next week it's a very solidly entertaining episode
1: so this is the first time in like a month and a half i haven't watched ahead to the next episode I, i'm just sort of going through the screenshots here on the wiki page and i love that we actually get a screenshot of kevin keeler's corpse so that that makes me excited <laughs> yeah um also exciting that next week is written by uh duppy demetrius oh, the Duffy. Writer of the video game
0: there he is, old Duffy. delivering good old Duppy. Duppy William Rufus the third, um, Demetrius. <laughs> um No, I, I'm really excited to to talk about next week and I hope you're on the same page because it's just these two random characters. Oh, a... the, the the couple in the desert? Is that yeah, what you Yeah, it's about? the camping trip. I'm with... just looking through now. <laughs> yes yeah i forgot about that <laughs> it's actually a really good episode like it's yeah. it's actually quite a solid way episode. better
1: than the, the the rapist in the cabin in season oh, two <laughs> a, a
0: thousand percent a thousand percent and um yeah well i'm looking forward to talking about that next week like subscribe do all that sort of stuff this week our dceu watch continues we're up to the suicide squad uh so uh interesting to see if cara Delavine returns and will smith wants a slap her on the ass well, okay. does did that, did that not predict the future in that movie? You got to grab her by the ass, or slap her <laughs> by the ass. So, hey, you know, Will Smith. Um, and then in a few weeks' time, we're getting into the Oscar movies, all 10 of them. Um, I'm looking forward hmm. to women talking. Um,
1: <laughs> yippee. That's a Canadian one. You better be excited. <laughs> What? What's the one? Canadian women talking.
0: You posted a picture of like a raccoon on someone's head or something and said that this should we like what? What movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, is it that movie? I thought it was one of the other ones.
1: Wait until you see raccoonie in everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) It's raccoonie. Yeah.
0: Raccoonie. I want to watch it right now. That's amazing. Is that on Jamie Lee Curtis?
1: No, no, it's on. Uh, he, he was a, he was uh, one of the guys on Glee. Uh, it's the only other thing I've ever seen. One of the again.
0: ones who isn't yeah. dead. Um, that's
1: like <laughs> yeah, how many yeah. are
0: left? Uh, which one on Glee? Who is he on Glee? I
1: don't know. He was the one of the Asians. Uh, I think the only Asian guy. Well, they only
0: had two Asians. One was a guy and one was a girl. <laughs> are you assuming their gender, Colin? um yeah. Wow. Again, I thought Noah was the racist on the show. One of the Asians. <laughs> uh, okay. Max, you're listening. Tweet it out. Right. Come on.
1: I know Rakakuni by name, but the other guy's the Asian Kooni. guy. <laughs> you will love it.
0: Sounds like a pasta. Uh, <laughs> Rakakuni. Oh, God. Um, do all that. Uh, my name is Rakakuni, and Colin, I'm scared. And my name is Colin, and my opening line just got be-rooted! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved